Arrakis teaches the attitude of the knife, chopping off what's incomplete and saying, now it's complete because it's ended here, from Collected Sayings of Muad'Dib by the Princess Irulan. To Spice World, an inebriated exploration of Frank Herbert's Dune. My name is Derek. And my name is Mike. With each chapter, we'll open a new bottle of wine and have a bit of a buzzed book club, Derek. Uh, and we are back, Mike. We're here in chapter 20. 20! 20! We did it! We've gone through 20 bottles ah! of wine! <laughs> that, that's, that's what you that's Not 20, 20 chapters no, of 20, chapters. 20 bottles of wine. <laughs> 20 bottles of wine. That's uh, 21 or 22, depending on uh, the day. <laughs> And uh, what one have you picked up for today? Today, all right, so... What are you bringing to the table, Mike? Another red, as is customary right now, though. I'm going to get you here soon with some whites. One day, I feel yeah. it coming. I'm just going to clear out the cupboard and be like, oh, pick, or, pick your wine, Derek. <laughs> Nothing but Chardonnay. But this one today, this is a red blend from Sonoma County, and it's called Besieged. Besieged. And I believe that's the... No, the what's in the winery? Uh, it's Ravenwood's Winery. Ravenwood's Winery, and it's called Besieged. Um, on the picture, uh, three ravens flying around. And so black flying. and white. Yeah. Yeah. So this is one, two, three, four, five, six. It's a blend of seven red wines. That, oh my God. Yeah, that's a blend. Yeah, it's a blend. All they right. checked off every box they could. Says, dark, rich, full flavors ignite your senses with blackberry, black cherry, plum, and cardamom, resolving into a delicious, smooth, satisfying finish. Now, Derek. What's your interpretation of this wine? My, this is a, this is a rocky one for me. This is one finally where I think I I go a little on the low end. Really? Uh, I just don't like the finish of it. the The initial flavor is great, and there is a huge bloom, and you get like I suppose how you said seven different wines. Mm-hmm. You get all seven wines kind of right in there, <laughs> uh, and They're then punching of, you in the face. <laughs> yeah, and then it sort of just recedes down your mouth, and then mm. uh, leaves you with the, the dry taste. I know is you're like that's what you go. I like dries, yeah. Um, but for me, that I find that almost unpleasant. Um, but the amount of flavor in the front is like. It's interesting. It keeps me going back for another sip just to refresh that mm. opening kind of uh, carnival of flavor that goes Oh, on. yeah. It says, what is it? It said, uh, full flavors ignite your senses. Now, my first inter- my first, after my first sip, my tongue was still tingling a little bit, and I, I thought that was kind of cool. I enjoyed that <laughs> a little bit. I don't know if that's healthy or not, but, I, you know. I think that's the terrible purpose, Mike. <laughs> the terrible purpose. <laughs> that's what that feels that's like. That's where it lives. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, I like this. It's not my favorite one so far. But uh, I do enjoy this. But if you have any trouble over there, Derek, you just give me a holler. I'll oh, help okay. you out. You'll take one for the team? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Finish this bottle? Yeah. But yeah, what happened last week? That's a, that's a fantastic question. Uh, I'm always kind of left wondering myself for a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, I think last week we woke up in the middle of the night uh, right. with Lady Jessica, and it was 2 a.m. And we found out, oh, crap, the Arakeen crisis started 10 minutes ago. <laughs> no, it started an hour ago. No, because we're going to go to the time. It starts when Yui hits the, uh, kind of knocks the Duke out, oh. so to speak. Or, oh, oh, we're, oh, yeah, compared to today's kinda, he, segment. He gives us that little uh, lineup. It definitely, I guess it's from whenever the Duke, maybe when he walked in the door. Gotcha, gotcha. That, gotcha. I guess, is the real point, because Yui had already done his dirty deed mm-hmm. and turned the shields off. Uh, and left us wondering what was going to happen. But, um, yeah, so we watched Jessica and Paul get taken to a thopter, and they ran, and I think the closing statement of that chapter was, uh, Paul, it's Harkonnen's run. 
yeah some uh iteration of those words yeah so like i said now we're gonna turn the dial back a little bit so yeah so we know the situation they're in we just don't know sort of like how everything was set up in the thopter ahead of time. We mm. know it's Yui. Yeah, and we're gonna watch Yui kind of pull this off. Right yeah, now. and, and I, I mean he is an interesting character for sure. He he's he's grown a lot. He yeah. now has some agency. He's mm-hmm. now doing things and actually uh, playing a role in this whole thing instead of just playing the victim. Yeah, but. Before we go into this chapter, Mike, oh, we on. had a really cool quotation. Yeah, I think this is a rather famous one, too, because I've heard some variation of this before. Ooh, in what way? Uh, just that, like, uh, nothing ends until you, like, make the decision to end it. Okay. Interesting. I, I didn't, don't think I've heard this outside of Dune, uh, mm. or at least applied in other places. Oh, okay. But I, I love the mentality of it. And how do you think it applies to, like, this chapter here? This chapter is kind of a hard one, actually. <sighs> but like what what is it that we're chopping off and saying it's complete because even Yui's I, plan maybe well it's that's not that was my first inclination it, too. it's not quite over yet though it's mm-hmm. he still has to meet the baron but like all his preparations to meet the baron mm-hmm. so he has one last order of business to take care of and that's the deal he made with leto i'm not sure if leto really accepted or not but i think uh in the cir- uh circumstances i think Yui knows he doesn't have an option but he's going to go ahead and do his damnedest to fulfill it because he still cares about the Atreides. And that's, I think, the hardest part about all of it. Yeah. And I mean, for him, too, I think he also is only going to fulfill like uh, his deal with the Baron to as much as he absolutely has to. And in that kind of truth sayer way, mm. he's going to walk the line and be like, anything he didn't specifically tell me I had to do, I'm not doing oh. it. And I'm going to find these little outs of this and that. Like, so you think this is specifically his arrangement with the Harkonnens? ends with turning over Leto over to the right. Sardaukar. Right, right, and that's it. That ah, is where that I like ends. that. That and makes sense in the, the context that, That's the where chapter. Yui's drawing the line, kind I, of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And maybe adding in the sort of uh, additions he put into Leto's mouth as a little... Um, <laughs> braces? <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> the braces! Did, a little orthodontist work in there. Um, <laughs> because, that's what the Baron sees him. That's just brace face. You look different, Leto. <laughs> I can't put my finger on it. Um, I, the context of this saying, I think can be applied to, uh, artists or content creators as well. I think especially artists. Do you have any, uh, artistic endeavors, Derek, that you do? No, Little sketching no. or anything on the side? Uh, no, but I, uh, I did work for a painter once. That oh. was an interesting time. Oh. <laughs> uh, but I can see that kind of applying definitely for like sculpture and painting and stuff like that, mm. where it is this artwork. You could, you could never stop. That's and the thing. There's always something, one more thing. There's always imperfections, or, but that's yeah. part of the point of what makes art art. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think you could work on something forever until you finally take that knife, that attitude of the knife. You bring it down and say, it's over. And you finish the project. Because I, oh I finish God. it now. So like when we get to the last chapter, Mike, yeah, that's when we're going to use the uh, the attitude of the knife. Derek, when, say, I, when, I, this is over. when I hit that upload button, that's the, <laughs> that's attitude, the, attitude, of the attitude of the knife. the attitude of the knife. Oh, look how it's applied in so many places. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Actually, I think if it was really added to the knife, I would delete my, my uh, audio sessions afterwards and just leave the stuff online. But with my luck, Whew. that's a bad choice. I don't. I don't think that's necessarily no. the full. Implication. It doesn't mean like no going We're back. Going full <laughs> frame, <and> Derek. <laughs> just get rid of it all. I'll see you in the erg. That would be more like you know the Tibetan sand art where they make the oh, big yeah, display yeah. and they just blow it all away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be more that along that podcast. line. I think we're past the attitude of the night <laughs> at that point. <laughs> But, But, uh, you know, I I totally think uh, if you're an artist, this definitely can be applied to you and uh, 
just a, a good mantra even. I think, yeah, the application is a little more apparent. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I like us applying this to Yui though in this oh, yeah, chapter. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, on his plan is going to be a cool way to look at that. Now, jumping into this chapter, Mike, this scene opens with a reveal you've kind of been waiting for. Yeah. And we meet our first Sadokar. A little bit disappointing. Oh, it's, well, it's because he's not doing Sadokar stuff. This is an administrative Sadokar. He's going through and, like, checking on things <laughs> after the assault. You think he's got a clipboard with him? I, I bet, yeah, somewhere. It's like a film <laughs> clipboard. It's really small, though. <laughs> his hair just pulls it out. <laughs> Oh, no, that's a sugar wire. Hold on one second. That'll just kill you. Um, But I like that it's like this guy comes skidding past his Harkonnen uniform, but Mm -hmm. it's definitely not a Harkonnen. Mm -hmm. And uh, he has the casual air of brutality about him, a sense of toughness and poise that sent a shiver through Yui. And so one of those ways he was like, yep, that's a Sadakar. He's holding a laser gun. Yeah, and he's got the laser gun, which we talked about all the sides of that. But he just mentioned how there's no disguising the Sadokar. Mm-hmm. They're just, you can tell them. Right. They're so rough around the edges. I so love, the, what's even the point of the Harkonnen livery? It, it's a, it, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's like way too tight on him and everything. Yeah, yeah. Like bulging it's out. like definitely three sizes too small. Yeah, it's yeah. enough that everyone notices the second you look at him. Yeah, I don't know why we did it's like it. A, it's like a little league team and you, there's one kid that's like definitely like four grades ahead. He's got like so, a full beard. Yeah, it's like he shouldn't be playing that there. <laughs> throwing kids around. <laughs> that's your starter car. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess... You got to assume we're doing it for the uh, for the sake of the minor houses that are going to stay on the planet. But otherwise, it seems like everyone involved knows what's up. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let alone, it's, isn't it weird that we're going to trust all the Harkonnen men not to rat on this later on? Yeah. Like, well, no, because they'll, they'll all be dead. <laughs> no, but they're soldiers. Uh, like all the troopers that are fighting side by side with some Sardaukar. Like we're just nah, trusting they're, that they're all going to be as good as the Bene Gesserit. And no, not share I think a they're all going to be killed afterwards. <laughs> you no witnesses. Gonna, you think we're going to kill all the Harkonnen soldiers? You think, then what are the Harkonnens going to have left? Well, if all goes according to plan, a shit ton of money. No, well, no, they spent all the money. They got to do. They'll have control of the spice. Yes, and that. But then they would have no people. They would have the Fremen there, and then the Sadokar aren't sticking around. I think his men are going to be left behind, but I'm just saying, I think there's a very open secret that a lot of people know right now that seems very like a, a well, kind of a hole in it's, fighter's plan. It's but. like having a uh, a black market, but everyone knows about the black market. All the cops know about the black market. But there's like, a sign. Every, there's a big sign. Everyone yeah. goes to the black market, but you're not allowed to talk about the black market. No, no, don't ever say anything, but it's right over there. But like, there's no reason, like, why? Yeah, no, it's so dumb. <laughs> um but uh, his first words, the most terrifying words we'd ever think a Sardaukai would say is, you're Yui. You're Yui. Uh, it doesn't even call him traitor. So at, least not he even gets, a question. at least he gets a name to start. There's no question mark. Like, you're Yui. Because, mm. I mean, he's got the, uh, we, he's going to keep looking at the diamond tattoo and the ring yeah, on his hand. Yeah, there's only one Sook Doctor right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, he confirms, you know, that it's Yui, and he tells Yui that everything's under control, and certainly lets him know that they enter the house as soon as Yui dropped the generators. So this just happened. That was a, that was a, the moment Leto made eye contact with them. Mm-hmm. Leto, you know, he sees him, Yui. The room behind him was dim. That's the shield room. I don't hear generators. Mm-hmm. And then the dart, I think, kind of kicked through him. And uh, Yui tells him that Leto is on the ground, kind of unconscious. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Sadakar. like, you should probably tie him up. <laughs> well, yeah, we get to, like, that was such a weird point of, like, yeah, tying him up. And uh, I think the Sadakar is telling him, saying, like, yeah, you know, he's not going to be a, uh, he never would have been a challenge anyway. No, the Sadakar seem a bit illiterate. Uh, how did you get illiterate? Just, oh, well, maybe not illiterate, but, like, the manner of speech that he has. 
They're very. Did you do for these others? Oh yeah, yeah. That is kind of weird. Yeah. Of phrasing for that, but like, yeah, the other one because it's no, pity. The, the first so one is you are Yui, not even a question mark. Like, I just think there's a there's a portrayal of tone where like these guys are not the sharpest tools. Like they're not very yeah yeah, yeah. smart. Okay. They're definitely they're more like street gladiatorial the, the ring smart. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we we see this guy, the Sotokar, like, he calls uh, Leto, so that's the Great Red Duke. Oh, yeah. Which confirms another thing for Yui, where he's like, only the Emperor calls the Atreides the Red Duke. So, And that's the title that uh, Shaddam gave Leto. Yeah, so the... Um, it's not a title, is it just a nickname? The... Uh, encyclopedia let us know it comes from the medal that he was given. So the, the Chevalier. Chevalier of the Imperium. Yeah, okay. it's like, I guess it's like a red medal. So, so that's but why. But no one else calls him that. And I wonder why. Apparently. Uh, I was always, I th- or at least I had the impression that it was like uh, the Landsrad also used it. But it is totally, I guess, only the Emperor. Yeah. Uh, just in how many times they bring up like the Red Duke before. But I think yeah. I was just conflating the other time like... Uh, through fear sort of mentions that like, you know, your dad's the, right. like, you know, they lands rad looks to him for approval or maybe when Leto right. tells Paul that himself. And you're right. I mean, like uh Shaddam does respect them quite a bit. Does. They have like a little bit of an overlap. Uh, and uh, definitely, you know, remember we had that uh, in the house of my father where Iran's right. taken down and right, told right, right. like, you know, she gets the feeling that if the political necessities could have been different, he would have wanted the him to be part of his family. Now, like the Duke part of the Imperial family. Uh, Vlad is also uh, also respects Leto a lot as well. Like they're the nobility in general. Yeah. Do you you think uh, he would use that term ever? Red uh, Duke. Hmm. I guess not. Probably not in any anything other than like mockingly. Hmm. You know? I feel like it might be a very like intimate thing then for Shaddam. Yeah, because I think Shaddam awarded it to him. Yeah. And like yeah. Uh, like I, uh, some maybe like the last bond they have almost. Hmm. Kind of that last tribute of respect. And right, right, right. Sort of the same reason he gave him the medal. Right. Uh, yeah. Besides their El Morte trading cards. Right, yeah. I mean, that's a whole different Yeah, I mean, thing. yeah, we'll go into that another time. That's more meetings. <laughs> uh, I'm sure that's the core of their friendship. Uh, but yeah, yeah I, I mean, we don't ever get to use the Red Duke any more often than that. So I, hmm. I wish it did come up more and yeah. had a little more flavor into it's it. A it's a really cool, cool title. It's a cool nickname, yeah. yeah. Uh, I wanted to see the Duke le- or actually use it in some situations, yeah. but... It's uh no. oh man no and this is now I was unsure one hundred percent if it was uh, Yui that killed Mapes this confirms it oh yeah uh, hold on right before that though because right after the Red Duke the Sadokar reaches down and he cuts the heart Hawk and Signa off Leto's chest I thought you said heart for a moment no. like oh my <laughs> god <laughs> Sadokar he's <laughs> gonna take his power <laughs> just trying um, to pick him up <laughs> no but so he cuts that insignia off and he says little souvenir. And then he asks D- Yui, where's the ducal signet ring? Looking for ring? another souvenir. No, well, he needs to get the signet ring oh, is proof. required. Yeah, that's Uh-oh. what he's here for. This little thing, he is just taking for like... I wonder how many he has. Of what? Well, no, I think it's only because it's the Red Duke. So remember, the Sadokar are the Emperor's men. Mm. So I feel like this is something where he feels like, you know, they've toppled their... Well, their this is the adversary of my boss, of our, you know, their grand champion. And I've a little souvenir. It. I feel like maybe... Well, you don't think it's for himself? I think the insignia is. I don't think the signet ring is. Okay. So you know, I, the, the, I think, okay, yeah, we're in agreement. Yeah, yeah. I think we're just saying different things. Okay, yeah, I think he's taking the hawk crest for as himself. a prize. I'm just wondering sure. to myself, 
Like, what else does he have in his collection back home? Oh, okay. I thought you meant like other rings. No, like no, no, no. Like, yeah. Oh, for sure. From just other like. It's uh, like a stamp collection of worlds he's okay. conquered. But do you think this is the highest ranking person? He's, Probably. You know, like, I don't think he's gotten a Duke before. No. I mean, let alone mm, the Red Duke. Definitely not the Red Duke. You know, he might have toppled another. Maybe we'll give him a count for sure. <laughs> At least the count The Sadokar is sent to like, you know, clean up. If you go against the uh, the Emperor, you're going to see some Sadokar. So. No. Yui said that it looked he looked like a Bashar. Is that some sort of rank within the Sardaukar? Yeah. Um, if you'll recall way back, we were given two ranks, I believe uh, Yui mentions, and uh, by Kaid and Bashar. I don't uh, think he mentions those. They are, yeah, it's when one of the times we were talking about uh, what we used to be on, like, Arrakis. Um, it's, it's in that, like, teaching chapter. And uh, it's just like a throwaway to very quick, but those are the two ranks we're told. And mm-hmm. uh, so I believe a Bashar is sort of like a captain. Okay. It's going to be like the equivalent. Or maybe, oh, you know, it might even be higher. Like it's probably like captain, general. lieutenant kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's right up there, like the okay. hierarchy. Or like an officer, for sure. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, and then I think a Kaid is like going to be a little below right. that. Right, which makes sense because this is an important task he's been given. Like retrieve totally. the signet ring. And- None of that. He's getting the Duke personally. Yeah. Like he's come to secure the Duke. And bring it back. Um, now, I think the Emperor is the one who wants that signet ring. Hence why the Sadokar is right. picking it up. And the Baron is going to take the Duke and the rest of these people for now. As right. the Duke is on the planet. So, uh, Yui, he's got to cover up his own plot concerning the signet ring. Oh, yeah, he's uh, got his... Yui has it on him right now. It's in his pocket. So, he's like, he stiffens <laughs> and swallows. And he's like, if they press me, they bring in a truth-sayer. They'll find out about it and the, uh, and about the stop drive. I think uh, his marriage to Wada has given him a healthy dose of paranoia. Well, and how beneficial. <laughs> I mean, my God. <laughs> Again, failing upwards as a trader. <laughs> always, always. He just has the perfect skills at the perfect times. This also kind of raised for me um, just concerning the availability and the application of Truthsayers. Because we didn't really know how often you would get them before. We were kind of right. speculating. It's part it, of a judiciary system. It seems or, like it's mail order, to be honest. For important situations. <laughs> I just think for this one in particular. But it also just seemed weird to me of like, who in their right mind is going to bring a truth sayer into this situation? Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, unless she is very much part of the plot, which, I mean, granted, he he might know about Gaius Halmahayam, or at least that the Emperor has one in their pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, yeah, it lets us know how much uh, you could get a Bene Gesserit to be in any situation, mm-hmm. I guess, or buy their loyalty for something. So what does you say instead? Well, he tells him that uh, sometimes the ring is sent with a messenger. Uh, so it's like a proof of authenticity. And the guard is just like, so I, I, I mean, I get the feeling of the car, he, you know, he cares. He doesn't care that much, though. If, it, <laughs> if it's not within two steps of him, he goes like, well, okay, I guess that uh, must be a really important messenger. Again, not book smart. No. <laughs> like, and again, Yui, red flag, one more question. We would have gotten to the bottom of it. I love that it says, uh, must be damn trusted messengers to start a car muttered. I wonder if he's just like, Shadam never, never gave me, me a signet ring. <laughs> I was going to go pick him up. Yeah. yeah. And uh, then we get to the point where Yui asks, like, how oh, are you going to tie him up? And uh, the Sadakar just sort of like kicks the Duke with his toe a little bit. <laughs> like, what are you doing? It's like, this was nothing to fear even when awake. When will the woman and boy awaken? Oh, he, he asks how long the Duke's going to be out, too. Is it uh, all of them together? Yeah. And uh, yeah, we just get about uh, 10 minutes. 
And uh, oh, for Leto, it's like two hours. No, so the, the Leto comes right after. It's a uh, he asks about the woman and the boy in ten minutes, but he tells him like he did. He wasn't as careful with Leto's um, dosing. Right, right, right. Which is strange, uh, all things considered. Of like, since he shot Leto with a dart, like why wouldn't that have been accurately dosed? Yeah, I mean, like you obviously do the dosing beforehand. <laughs> just saying. Yeah, you're the doctor. <laughs> um, that that. I mean, honestly, it's just because he's talking to the starter car. If he was talking to Piter, be like, "Well, why didn't you do it for him too?" Yeah, <laughs> like, not knowing yeah. maybe a follow up. And uh, yeah, the Bashar, he's sort of taken aback by that. But um, you know, Yui's just like, "I was told, you know, the Baron would be arriving right after." So that's kind of like why he's saying I wasn't so concerned with Leto because the Baron wanted him right away, and he's supposed to be here. So I just need to knock him out, and that should be about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like, yeah, never going to have a follow-up from a sidecar. Uh, one question's good enough. Mm-hmm. And he just tells him, like, yeah. The- yeah, it's like, he's just required to ask at this point. <laughs> <laughs> That's all he has to do. Just has to check the box. That's why he's got that checklist, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to ask once. Never said again. And uh, he's, he's telling him, yes, he will be delivered to the bear and all properly trussed like a roast for the oven. Oh, my God. And again, the Sadokar looked at the diamond tattoo on Yui's forehead. says, you'll know. You'll be safe enough in the halls. No more time for chit-chat, traitor. I hear the others coming. <laughs> yeah, that first little sting for Yui. And he gets a taste of his place in history. And uh, then we have, yeah, there. Are, he's not wrong. Like That's how history remembers him. Yeah, as uh, previous quotes yeah. have kind of painted for us right up until we met Yui. Now, he goes kind of wandering out, and uh, there are even more bodies in the hallway. And he's fearful that one might be Paul or Jessica. Yeah, as he's walking through, and they're, he, they yeah. are all Atreides and Harkonnen, so, so he's able to kind of like... There's a fight. Yeah, there was a fight, but I'm saying like he doesn't see either of those faces. That's probably what he's looking, waiting for right up until he got to the entrance. Um, I guess before I hit this point, I guess I did skip over what you just mentioned of like the thing with Mapes. And I think that's worth touching back on mm-hmm. that. It was a hundred percent, uh, Yui who yeah. killed Mapes and Tuik because the Sadokar like, yeah, looks down like you did in for these ones too. And he's just like, yo, oh, it's a pity. More's the pity. I think he's what he says. Yeah. More's the pity. That's not the first time we've had, uh, that saying Baron said it as well. Um, for people saying pity. Like, more is the pity. Oh, I was going to say, we get, even the Sarkar <clears throat> said pity this chapter. No, 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 the, that but exact phrase, more is the, more pity. Is the pity. Yeah. Um, in this case, he said it when he had to kill Mapes and uh, Tuik. I think when the Baron said it in chapter two, it was uh, that the Duke must have seen this plan coming and knew it was coming and still could do nothing. Is that more is the pity? I think so. Something like that. I just, I remember more in that one of uh, him reveling in the fact like he must know. He will know mm-hmm. that part of it. Uh, but that's great. Glad you could remember back to that. Mm-hmm. That is you reaching back. Seven, oh my, 18 chapters. Whoa. <laughs> Besiege just unlocks all these brain cells. <laughs> <laughs> By killing off all these other ones that are in the way. Um, so at this point, Yui, he emerges outside of the, uh, what do we call him? The Ducal Palace is what mm-hmm. we landed on, right? For our words from the dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he emerges into the night, and we see the palm trees have all been set ablaze. This, yeah, this looks... Oh, a great, yeah, again, it must look great. Visually. Cinematically, this would look stunning. Mm-hmm. Just this whole thing. It'd be like uh, a great uh, juxtaposition of when we first arrive in the city, seeing everything together, and mm-hmm. you know, even the people were wailing and not liking these customs, but now it's just like murder and mayhem, mm-hmm. blood and fire everywhere. Uh, and you just kind of walk back down this road in kind of a way. And right now... Uh, guards keep calling him traitor as he goes by, and one of them tells him like the <laughs> Baron's the gonna want you soon. Wait over there, kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And he's sort of like oh, he, 
And uh, he think, he's, he's thinking, got one thing on his mind, though. I must get to the Thopter. I got to put this ducal signet ring where Paul will find it. And then fear strikes. This, okay, this was important. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. If Idaho suspects me or grows impatient, if he doesn't wait and go exactly where I told him, Jessica and Paul will not be saved from the carnage. I'll be denied even the smallest relief from my act. So that means Idaho is an unwitting pawn in Dewey's plan. Yeah. And like, again, the same thing. Like who, why would Duncan suspect Yui for any reason? Mm-hmm. So if Yui said like, oh, like uh, you're required to be here and or well, do this. That, I mean, honestly, that does raise some questions for me of like, what could he have told him? I'm to curious. Have, to have bypassed <clears throat> Thufir's orders to monitor the Lady Jessica or like Leto's orders. How does Yui get to give him orders? I don't know. But I'm sure he pull. He probably forged something too. Who knows what he did? Who knows? He's been collecting all. I'm saying he might have done like a Hawat kind of thing, or <laughs> it could be just like, oh, you know, like your blood sugar is not doing as hot. You should start exercising around this area at this time. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe just like Cox's gun, just like most dangerous games. Like run, <laughs> run, boy. <laughs> You've played this game before. <laughs> yeah. Somehow, though, yeah, we're left with Yui. He's got a bigger plan. It's yeah. like spiraling into complexity so, as we go. So I think uh, out there on the other side of the shield wall, Idaho is going to be there. Maybe even with some Fremen. Who knows? But uh, I think he's going to intercept Paul and Jessica mm-hmm. and save the day. Excellent. Uh, do you think he's going to make it in time, given how the chapter ended? Maybe. He might be in one of those uh, thopters, for all we know. One of the ones coming down. Yeah. They can't see. Could be. Oof. He could be dead. Stilgar might have his head. Like, <laughs> I right. got the wrong message. <laughs> My answering machine was full. <laughs> Just had one from Mape saying it was all good. And yeah, who knows? I wonder, uh, you're, I wonder what Kynes is up to right now. I don't know. I still, I still... We saw where his alignment was at the dinner, the, and the if pill- Tuwick and Mapes are both dead. The pillar of fire message, I still think that was sent from the Fremen somehow. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well... Let me uh, let me put this back in here, back on the tracks, if we will. Okay. Uh, the Harkonnen guard pushes Yui aside, and he tells him to stay out of the way. And abruptly, Yui he sees himself. Uh, Yui saw himself as cast away in this place of destruction, spared nothing, given not the smallest pity. Idaho must not fail. Again, the word pity is going to come up over and over in this chapter. Like I said, it opens with the Sadokar using it. Yui uses it. Mm-hmm. The narrator uses it. But again, like he does, it's this weird thing where he's mm-hmm. not just—he's not, you know, the evil villain, right? He does love the Atreides and wants to do everything he can for them. But he's not making it out of this. Leto's not making it out of this. That's the price of admission for Yui. Mm-hmm. That's but, I like uh, kind of like right with this. He gathers his dignity, kind of like right after that mm-hmm. too. Uh, or were you just gonna finish that? Thought? No, no, go for it. Go. Uh, but I, I just think. Uh, Kind of like you're saying how he does still love them. Like he has this plan. And even how these people are sort of like hammering on him and batting him around emotionally, he still picks himself up and be like, no, I'm doing this one thing and this is going to redeem it for me. Even if nobody else is ever going to understand this, like if Paul never understands or Jessica never understands, mm-hmm. like he's still going to go through this course it's just of action. Just like trader mode off, a tradies mode <laughs> on. <laughs> it's a switch he's been toggling back and right. forth for months now. And uh, he walks with a controlled casualness along the front of the house. He turns uh, in the corner into shadows, 
and he's out of sight of those burning palms. And at this point, he just starts kind of booking it. And uh, his yeah. anxiety is showing with every step. And he makes for the rear yard beneath the conservatory. It's beneath oh. the conservatory. So just in the light, you know, light uh-huh. of that uh, water-filled room. I wonder what's going to happen to it. The conservatory? Yeah. I don't know. I'll have to keep reading. Hmm. Uh, the craft they had placed there to carry Paul away and his mother are, is waiting down there. So, so Piter's plan's already been realized. He's already told Piter, like, oh, you should, you know, uh, send him out to the desert and have the worms get rid of the evidence. Mm-hmm. So he's already prepped this somewhat. Like, he already slashed a seatbelt, for all we know, and put his day sign on, put a, was it a frem kit um, under the seat? I guess, yeah, it does say he only puts the pack under the seat in the text, right? I think it says frem kit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that is the pack. Okay. I'm sorry. So, that, like, what Jessica ends up pulling out, that's the friend kit. Okay, gotcha. gotcha. Uh, that he puts that's what, in. That's what I thought. So, like, is it a bomb? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, oh, wouldn't they have just detonated it then? Why would the bomb be waiting now once they've landed? What's the point of the bomb? You just Maybe it's on that. a timer? I don't know. Right, right. But it should have been the guys following. Detonate yeah, the bomb. Yeah. There are just many cleaner plans yeah, that yeah, anybody yeah. could have done. But we hired Scarface. <laughs> we committed. But yeah, so he's going over there. And uh, in, in the text, I think he puts the pack in. But you're right. There are like four other steps that he goes through mm. within this thing where he's going to cut that strap. He's going to put his day sign on the ceiling. So it is. Yeah. yeah. So strap, day sign, the pack pack um was there a fourth one uh oh the, i mean the signet ring and the letter i guess you don't know but the, the letter i mean those are all yet. in the pack though that's, uh, yeah I mean, that's bundled, like bundled, bundled the bundled together so three i think yeah just those three things uh i i would assume he does them all here yeah uh, and it's just kind of not mentioned otherwise i don't know no no because the, the letter's already been written right but that's I, on his person no it's no it's not Oh, it's in the pack. You're yeah. right. Yeah, you're right. This has already been prepped. Damn. He just needed the How signet ring. How many days ring. was Yui planning this for? When Long was the, time. When was the letter written? When was the, the pack might have been ready to go for a while. Yeah. Uh, How do you get a thopter out back behind the house and get the Harkonnens agree to use it? That's a I good don't one. Know. You, you're a man of mystery. Or maybe he waited until it was like put in place and dictated like who's going to use it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, some manner of like, yeah, he's pulling strings. He away. hasn't been like doing nothing. That's true. Yeah. It's true. And it's not like he's been doing much doctoring because uh, nobody's been sleeping. Uh, he's just no, been nobody sleeps. He, I feel like he put a thing of fatigue pills out with like, just like take only one. And it's just like a jar full. <laughs> <laughs> only one though. Very stern warning. It feels so dangerous. <laughs> like an open jar full of fatigue pills. It's, it's the 60s, man. It's cool. <laughs> There's no rules. <laughs> Um, free Ritalin. <laughs> yeah, free, that's about this guy. He's a splitting pill man, Mike. <laughs> but uh, I guess we're pretty much we're at the end of this one here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like I said, he gets that one, uh, the Thopter. He inserts the signet ring and in a, puts it into the accompanying uh, note, which he wrote on spice paper. I want to know what's on the note. <gasps> we'll find out. Yeah, I know we'll find we'll out, but I'm cur- I just want to uh, know now. But that's spice paper. Lito would have been so proud, Mike. You know, we have factories that can make spice paper. <laughs> I read it in he a really manic his, letter. <laughs> manic letter just to say that. So I thought it was important that you used it. I'm like, <laughs> this will make Lito proud. And uh, we get to our final, our final uh, closing paragraph for the chapter. Now it is done, he thought. Once more, he emerged into the light of the blazing palms. He pulled his cloak around him, stared at the flames. Soon I will know. Soon I will see the Baron, and I will know. And the Baron... He will encounter a small tooth. <laughs> so silly. That's so silly. Why would you? <laughs> yeah, oh, that's just really weird writing. I don't like that. I mean, the mo- I always got to know the movie is what kills it for me. But yeah. And the Baron, he will encounter a small tooth. Oh, you showed him, Yui. 
That's gonna get him. So silly. Silly. But uh, oh, it's so, again, cinematic though. Once more, hmm. he emerged into the light of the blazing palms, pulled his cloak around him, and stared at the flames. So good. I like that too. Well, because you know, we've had the uh, the Shades of Madness in Yui. Yeah. And you know, like, I feel like he would look normal, and then as the light is flickering on like his face. Like the fire, yeah. Yeah, in the between the black and the light, you would see his face that just weird change. little, like. No, but I, I mean, like a black and white difference. It's sort uh. of like a glimmering, like a madness normal, madness normal. And you just see that glint in his eyes. But that was a much shorter chapter than we've had in a long we time. We haven't had a short one oh, in a while. It was, it was, it was nice. It's we gonna be nice. That. I'm gonna have a little extra time from not <laughs> editing all. Oh, <laughs> we can save it for the glossary game. <laughs> now, uh, anything else in that chapter that we we missed? Anything I mean, you want to bring up? Um, I mean, it was pretty short. There wasn't too too much. I felt. No, I mean, like, we had uh, a limited number of characters. We had that first Sardaukar, like we were saying, was a little bit of a letdown in that uh, you just kind of get from Yui how brutal and aggressive they are, but we yeah. haven't seen one in action yet. We're never going to see the Sardaukar again because he didn't get a name. He didn't get a name. Well, he might be a main character. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, he did not get a name. Uh, oh, actually, you know what? He will. I think this guy does show up a couple times. <laughs> oh, gosh. I think he does. Uh, I believe he Bashar is going to be as good as we get for him. Bashar. Yeah, yeah. The Bashar. Pretty much. Like, um, But he uh, he gets to chew out the Baron mm. a little bit. So we know that the Baron just came down with... He's falling behind the uh, Sardaukar forces. Correct. So he's on Arrakis now. In a 10 minutes time, he's going to be waking up... Uh, Lady Jessica. Correct. So this all goes down. Pretty, so his window to get to the doctor was very small. Yeah, very, very. So like by you, the time I, he gets here, they're probably already like having that chat with the Lady Jessica. Yeah, yeah I think so. I that's was really say, scary. Like, I think that's happening right now. And uh, within the next chapter, we're going to touch and Yui is going to be summoned. Right. So we're going to kind of still follow Yui. And I think that's going to be like that in between. I think it would have been kind of cool. Like as he left, he could like see behind him like the stretcher bringing out the Lady Jessica and Paul. Ooh. That would have been kind of cool. Oh, that would be a really, yeah. that'd be a really tight like yeah. four chapters think, right there. Again, like, missed opportunity. I say that at the end of uh, several of the chapters we've had but like you know i think this is a little extra cherry on top you could <laughs> just, do just pump it up a little yeah. bit pump it I, up. Don't, I, I don't want to judge it too hard but at the same time it's like i don't want to just be like no i mean i don't think that one's really judging that's like critiquing yeah of like yeah you're not saying it's a terrible book because he no, didn't do that one no, thing, no, exactly, but like, exactly. i agree that that's a cool but idea like, i think there are like so many uh Additions you could make to just like really drive home a point sure sure some more threads you want to pick yeah. up where, like i i do think or even um Maybe even just Scarface coming out before the litter and stuff of him just seeing a man with like a gnarled thing holding a laser gun. I don't think he was important enough for that, though. I think I think that Jessica and Paul, his oh, object you know of his purpose in this chapter, seeing them enter, knowing that like I did everything I could. Oh, I was just going to say, though, maybe that's the reason why like you don't give him that of if he did see them. That would be like a confirmation for him that gives him uh, oh. maybe a little more solace than he deserves maybe. right now. Like he needs to be questioning and like a little unnerved of like, is this working or am I like, am I failing and I don't know yet? Are they already dead? Like the fact that he can't even give Leto the like definite answer, right? That he so desperately wants <laughs> concerning Leto and you, you're in the same boat then. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, exactly. You no, know, like how they're both their right. families are in this like uh, purgatory situation. Of, I, I we wonder don't then know. if. Frank Herbert did that on purpose or like he toyed with the idea because he's been pretty spot on in some chapters. And then what was it? The where is that doctor kinds? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, yeah, I feel like for, for like chapter endings. Uh, yeah, I'm just yeah, not yeah. sure now. For a little like, like, or suspense. Was that on purpose? And because like, I think your reasoning is pretty sound in that. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and I again, I'm thinking for more of a cinematic like view and just uh, like coming full circle. Yeah, but I do think like the lack of resolution to it does add something and a bit of uh, juxtaposition between him and Leto. Mm-hmm. I, I like the shared boat that him and Leto are in. Kind yeah, of, and that Yui has dragged Leto into this boat to <laughs> be like, neither <laughs> of us will know about our family. <laughs> Let's go see the Baron, the big white well Baron. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and he is out there. His trank gun turns into a spear. <laughs> a harpoon gun. A harpoon. Ah! It's like he has another trait. Let me get the other one. This is for the whale. Oh, uh, I don't know. I just maybe it's the besieged talking. Oh man, we never thought of a whale as the Baron's uh, house symbol. No, I think. I think a whale is just too on point with like a worm in the desert. I would hate to just okay. besmirch it with Harkonnen livery at all. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I was just thinking maybe it's a besieged talking, but like for whatever reason, I imagine Yui just wearing all these different like hats and like assuming all these different roles and like stories and narratives. Uh, you ever watch Wishbone? Oh, yeah. I just imagine all of Wishbone's roles and parts uh, replaced by Dr. Yui. Because they like they would, I mean, I'm. Very far from watching Wishbone. <laughs> Did they basically uh, roughly dress the dog up for the yeah. stories? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I read like Treasure Island. I know he had a little pirate hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Um, yeah. I mean, what other hats does Yui have? Besides has a doctor hat and the, like, uh, you know, European explorer hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with, like, a Don Chiote. I don't know. Whatever someone with a Trent gun would have. Uh, <laughs> very much, like, Imperial British yeah, in yeah, Africa. Yeah. Like, yeah. that hat. Yeah. I don't know what that is actually called, but. Uh, I don't know. It's like. I know what you're talking about. It's very medieval. No, no. Mine's like, I'm thinking more colonial. Like, uh, wait, what? Yeah, like 1800s. I think I, I'm on a different page than you right now. English explorer in the African, uh, white, it's like a white hat. It kind of comes to a point. <sighs> wow, you really can't picture what I'm trying to no. describe? Oh, Mike. I'm going to, I'll find this for you. Okay. We'll do this okay. after. We'll have a, okay, you know what? We're going to share hat images. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> I, I, for, I was thinking like a, a conquistador, like, uh, helm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I can dig that. I like that. Yeah. So, wait, what's that for, though? That I don't go- know. That Again, goes- it's the besieged talking. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> you just got to work out a Yui hunting uh, or fighting uh, windmills kind of thing. And if you can think of what his windmill equivalent would be, he has a Don Coyote kind of story. Well, well it's interesting because they're both, they both go mad. They do. Yeah. Kind of. They're uh, both esteemed individuals that start to fall into madness. <laughs> I think we'll have to leave it there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you can go any further than that. Uh, <laughs> all right, that's... That makes for an awesome chapter, though. I'm glad for that. Well, I don't have anything else for that chapter, Mike. But, but you do have a deep dive for me, right? I, of course, got a little deep dive. Yeah! For you. Of course. Wait, what's it going to be on? There was, like, we already did start a car. Well, Yui's got this cool little satchel, so I was going to dig into this satchel. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, the, the Frem Kit. Frem Kit. Do you know what that stands for? Fremen Kit? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of simple conjunctions. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't actually tell you, so you do have to kind of assume. Okay, okay. A lot of Frem words are just like Fremen whatever. <laughs> and uh, this is your basic desert survival kit okay makes sense yeah pretty straightforward so far uh we know it's roughly satchel size it fits under a seat okay so it's you know pretty low-key uh has a shoulder strap in it which is handy so it's just like it's a little purse uh really (laughs) all things considered (laughs) you throw that on and the term is uh loosely applied to all materials carried by most fremen outside of ch so while they're traveling the desert correct 
So Sietch is always going to be like home base, and right. it's going to be like where we keep all of our stuff. You know, we're happiest there. When we're traveling, uh, we don't usually go too far from there unless we have to. And right. such like. But that. I mean, the Arrakis is cruel, like cruel and huge. unforgiving. And what did Kynes tell yeah. us? Uh, you don't think of oh god, you don't think o- of pro- only you, possibilities, yeah. right? only possibilities in the desert. So yeah, pretty much nothing is for sure. So now it's also understood that uh, this. Uh, calling what a frim kit it is understood to be a um a specific grouping of practical items that were owned if not always carried by fremen man can i take a guess sure oh what yeah what how many wait how many items are in a frem, frem kit though oh okay i start guessing i was like what are i want to guess what's in it i thought you were going to guess something to like that well, whole okay. sentence well, and i was like i thought that was pretty clear <laughs> we we have a somewhat of a but, parallel to go by here Derek, because you and i have been camping a lot recently mm-hmm. and uh which actually makes last week's recording seem so much further away because we had this solid just like weekend of out in the middle of nowhere. I do. We put like it's like a three day camping trip yeah. in between each session so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Water discipline's getting better. It's not perfect. Hey, yeah. For any of those <laughs> following, we're not dead yet. <laughs> we made it to the top of the next mountain. We did good. But uh, I don't know. But it's just like with camping, like you always have like some survival supplies on you just in case. Okay. Because so, you never know. So you need to think uh, if you're going to reflect and judge for this. Then. Okay. I need you to think back to kinds giving you Steel Suit 101. Right. And that is your main camping equipment. It's <laughs> yeah. just the whole point. If you don't have that, you might as well just be like, oh, right, right. guess but I'll just so, die. So the things you bring, though, are going to be kind of for your still suit as well for anything else. Okay. So that's going to make your guessing a little hard, but I feel like you need that clip. No, no, no. I think that's even right. that, um, better. But I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, fifteen items I got for this. Okay, uh, I don't think I can kit. guess all fifteen. That's okay. Throw out uh, a few and I'll cut you off if I think you're going too far off to the side. All right, so let's hear. Uh, probably patches for your still suit. Yep, you got that. Probably some sort of like compass or like way to like tell direction like via the stars. Two for two. Maybe, no, you don't need a filter because your still suit's a filter. So you just need to maintain your still suit. Okay. Maybe like a small, I don't know if you'd need like some sort of small sewing kit or anything to like patch things, like help patch things. Uh, okay. It might so be a bit of a stretch. No, you're still right, but it kind of goes with, uh, it's a, I'm combining that with another one you got right. Oh, okay. So, okay. Uh, maybe like, oh, no, a whistle wouldn't do shit for you. <laughs> <laughs> So you're never kinds making fun of us. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> but you gotta have something, right? Uh, like a radio, maybe, or like a flare gun, maybe a flashlight. Because they know those Harkonnens on the shield wall with the the like light signals. Mm. Mm. Yeah, uh, I don't really got any of those going for you. Okay, maybe I can give you like two more guesses. Okay, so you can zero in rations. On. Ooh, not included. Really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> SOL. <laughs> um, maybe bomb. Some sort of bomb. <laughs> You're going back to Jessica's guess? <laughs> no, no, no. Like, it's a bomb? <laughs> like like a lip bomb kind of thing or a hand bomb. Oh, something okay. to like coat your hands to it's keep like, it moisture. Like an oil or yeah, yeah. yeah, something like that. Okay. Um, not so a much tent? that. Oh, a tent is in there. Yeah. Um, gotta have shelter. And you know what? The food thing I got to give you a little bit of. Um, oh, okay. There's kind of a food thing. But let's, uh, dude, you're doing, you're doing pretty good. Yeah. Well, let me bring you in. The only thing, uh, you're, you don't have them desert themed enough. 
Okay. But I can't bl- I can't fault you for that. Okay, because like, I guess I just don't know well, enough you, about desert equipment. Like you said tent. You wouldn't know that you actually have a still tent. Oh, is it like a still student, <laughs> but like as a tent? Yeah. Exactly. Oh, that's really cool. <laughs> All right. But so let me thank you. Uh, let me go in the order that they're presented uh, um, in the encyclopedia. All right. Uh, good. I feel good. I feel good about yeah, that. You, hey, you didn't miss one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, no, you did. You missed one thing. But mm. I'm going to get you there and it's going to be funny. Okay. Okay. All right. So first off, we have um, a leader, John. Oh, I'm sorry. It's uh, a leader, John. L i t e r j o n. Leader John. So, any guesses? A leader John. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why, but I think like a portable toilet. A one liter toilet. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty that's Which pretty you good. wouldn't need in the desert. Yeah. <laughs> While you're wearing a still suit. I, yeah, been. I was going to say, you're wearing your toilet. <laughs> um, um, a leader John. Is it some something you use to try and collect water? I don't think you could collect water. No, so it is It is a container, and it is just a one liter container okay. of transporting water. Okay. Yeah. Hey, okay, yeah, I got so, it. So, I don't know what the John is for. Um, but that is like a so the leader yeah. you want to derive exactly what you're expecting out of that. Yeah. That's just an immersion measurement, and it's uh, made of a high density shatterproof plastic with a positive seal, and so that's going to be a seal oh. that doesn't leak at all. Like right, right, positive pressure is going to keep it closed the whole time. Um, that plastic positive pressure does that mean? Oh no, no positive seal. It's just sort of like a, like on an oil. Uh, he's in like um, engineering manufacturing. Okay, so like. Um, a non-positive seal would be like um, a piston in a car that allows for like a film of oil to come up around it. Okay. Whereas okay. a positive, not nothing. A, nothing. That's, I didn't know that distinction. That's really cool to learn, actually. Yeah. So uh, we're going to see that one come up a lot. That is our primary like measurement of water kind of mm-hmm. is like this leader drawn. Um, and then I think we also we use water rings later on that are like they're a way to measure like that the Fremen keep on them without having to hold all your water. And that's going to keep track of all the leader drawns of water that you have, so to speak. OK, gotcha. Um, next, Mike. We got recaths. A recast? A recast. R-E-C-A-T-H. A recast. Recast. Yeah. Take okay. a guess. Cath makes me think of catheter. Mike, you got it. Body functioning tubes linked to the human waste disposal system. Ah. To cycle, uh, to cycling so filters of a still suit. Recast, it's basically replacement parts. It's replacement catheters for okay. your still suit. Awesome. All right. Not, no. I mean, if you've ever had a catheter, I mean, no, no, it's, not it's, awesome. I mean, okay, life and death in the desert. It's Ooh. pretty, it's, I'd rather have that. Oh, you'd have <laughs> to give it to yourself, though. I, I might take death. Um, <laughs> oh, no, Derek. Oh, plenty of people have bounced back from catheters. That's true. Yeah, no, no. They're, they're, they're just really the annoyance and the worst thing ever. I just had one when I was like 18 and it was an emergency surgery and I didn't know what oh, it was. Is that when your appendix burst and you thought uh, you were it was, dying? It was my spleen that blew spleen. up. And uh, the, so I'm like on the table about to get ready for emergency surgery and the nurse goes, all right, honey, we're going to have to put a catheter in you. And I was like, all right, that's cool. And she's like, means. oh, honey, you don't know what a catheter is, do you? And I was like, no, what's a catheter? <laughs> like, you're so alarmed. <laughs> And <laughs> oh, it was a terrible time. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Derek. It's all right. A comical way to learn about a catheter for sure. I didn't realize how uh, how big the scar was on you from the catheter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over the weekend while we were swimming, just like, holy oh, yeah, shit! Yeah. Oh yeah, it goes uh, from like the center. Yeah, you got, all you the way got to my a side. pretty gnarly scar. Yeah, I got a uh, 16 staples. Damn. Yeah, that's a good one. I show that off yeah. whenever I can. After the fact, it was a good one. During the fact, it was pretty terrible. <laughs> Yeah, it was awful. <laughs> but catheter on top. <laughs> catheter with a little cherry on that one. <laughs> oh, you get a scar, but you got to pay. Oh, all right. So next one, rep kit. The repair kit. You got it. Yeah, there you we go. That's enough. Like video games. Yeah, yeah, use yeah. That one over and over. It doesn't seem um, like you put a lot of. This is like. Wait, hey. is this from the Dune Encyclopedia? No, no, this is Frank. 
Okay, this seems like encyclopedia style writing. Yeah, yeah, they're not bad. But hey, also keep in mind, he's working from the 60s. So like, there weren't too many shortening of words that we had down that were cool mm. yet. These are these are okay. So it's a uh, repair and replacement essentials uh, for a steel suit. So this okay. is going to be uh, pretty specific to a steel suit. Yeah, I imagine. And because um, most of it is about maintaining the integrity of your steel suit. Exactly, which kind so. said, quintessential to your survival. That makes sense, that makes sense. Wait, Wait do, okay, so there's a firm kit in the thopter, are there still suits in the thopter? Ooh, because like that that frem kit's not very useful unless they have that. Let's keep going through the items okay. that are in the frem kit. So okay. far, I'll give you it's very still suit yeah, oriented. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna be like, Yui, what the hell? Like, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't actually look inside of it. He doesn't like, know. I don't know what a frem kit is. They use this to survive. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this one uh, is gonna be the one that you said we didn't have. Filt plugs. Filt plugs. Yeah. So for like filtering? Yep. This is going to be uh, a nose filter unit worn uh, with a steel suit to capture Oh, is that moisture. the part that like uh, gives people the scar? That like uh, catches? Like actually the part. So that is going to be the sort of the. Uh, yeah. I'll say yes. Um, yeah. It's sort of like the whole unit. This like cord that comes over. And right. I think the plug is what you're actually pulling. You like so stick in your put nose. Put it in your nose. Yeah. Uh, but just like you said, they wouldn't have filters. Uh, these are the filters. You have spare oh, filters. So you do okay. have a few So they do have filters. Because like dust is going to get into right, them. Right. That makes sense. Stuff like that. I guess, okay, I guess I thought of the still suit as just one unit instead of like. Like all these different uh, constituent parts, yeah, kind exactly. of all together. Yeah, so that yeah, that one's on me. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a, it's a lot of different systems. It's like your skin is the one thing going on. Your urine, your feces, the whole other thing. Right. Your breath is a third thing. Uh, the motion from your muscles, the heat from your body is another mm-hmm. thing. These are all working together through different systems and mediums within the still suit. I the more I learn about the still suit, the more I like it and think it's so cool. It's it's one of the. Yeah. I, so, like, maybe uh, for all the shortcuts you took on other stuff, you got to give them the still suit. The still suit's like, pretty good. You nailed that one. Uh, next Besides light. being, like, a full-body diaper. R- well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't try to word it that way. <laughs> no, we don't talk about the Fremen eating their poop. <laughs> we, just, we just walk across that one. <laughs> the next item is a thumper. Thumper. You have mentioned thumpers before on and off. and Because mm, I had you put it in the intro music. Right, right, right. That is the thumper the, the, going. Yeah, the burr. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, thumper. Why? Okay. Does it signal? It's a short stake with a spring-driving clapper at one end. Uh, the purpose to be driven into the sand and set thumping. Why would you do that? To summon Shia Halud. Okay, I reiterate. Why, why would, would you, you call? That? Why would yeah. you call a sandworm? <laughs> Don't know, but we give everyone the option <laughs> why to. Why would you do that? Could be self-defense, maybe. I mean, it's no shield on a. Like I guess someone's could, chasing you. They like, could just give him a shield too. Maybe. I feel like okay, okay. If a friend gets like a desert survival kind of thing, sure. Uh, I imagine the Fremen, their desert survival is their Chris knife is like, come at me, bro. <laughs> like, I don't think they'd be like, oh, here come the worms. Like, I don't Ooh, have you know, you know what? No, no, no. Chris knife. I would not say that's part of desert survival. One of the cool things I love is that uh, when the Fremen, when they see, if you see somebody from far away in the desert yeah. that you don't know, uh, you pick up a handful of dirt. You raise your hand in the air and you like let that go. You've said this before many a time, and so that is how you say uh, to someone: one, I'm unarmed, and two, the desert is our only enemy. Oh, interesting. Or our common, like the only thing trying to kill oh. us right now is the desert. So you're Chris Knife. That is not your desert survival thing, because honestly, if you came across somebody in the desert, you're probably gonna want their help more than anything even if you're not from the same tribe you know whatever Mm. reason brought you both out here two people are going to survive better than one person yeah Hmm. so i I would raise that as possible thumper we're gonna we're gonna take uh we've had our 
what would our I want to say like expose? That's not the word. Exposition. Um, yeah, no, that's not. Thank you for the e word that yeah. I forgot for though. Um, our disclaimer on um, e's spoilers. and x's are just weird with us, man. <laughs> your ex link for like some weird examples there. Um, but no, our disclaimer on spoilers. Uh, you know, we kind of talk about all things. I think oh, the yeah. worms are the one thing I'm willing to recognize as like people love them and keep it almost sacred to this book. So things concerning the worms, I'm gonna not reveal to you or for the sake of uh, any first time listener that's on long for this ride with us and a thumper is gonna fall into that category. I okay that's fine and I'm alright with that because I really appreciate the mystery solving of the worms I'm trying to decode right now I mean yeah you got worm theory too I got to take special consideration for and like if I was if I was to think back to what episode one we were like guys Helen Mahayim is Lady Jessica's mother mm-hmm. I Back then, I was like, oh, is this a terrible spoiler? I don't give a fuck right now. Like, I want to know about worms. Yeah, no, see, and you kind of pushed back on me a I little bit. Well, I didn't know. I know, but you just got to trust me a little bit, though. There, it's hard. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but yeah, no, that one, you see the the difference between the two is like night and day for yeah. calling both these things as spoilers of like, no, they're very yeah, different. Yeah, um, so no, I, yeah. even I am going to recognize that like worms are important to people. So stuff concerning the worms, we're going we're gonna to swerve around. I'm gonna be a little bit okay. That's okay. So I'm gonna be like kind and be like, oh crap, I'm talking water. And like, I don't know if that's worm theory or not, but I'm gonna put that on a little, I'm gonna put a pin on that one. Okay. Thumper, War- was it? Thumper. Thumper. Okay. Bump, bump. All right. Next item. Next item. Still tent. Still tent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's just basically a uh, enclosed waterproof shelter that recycles water yeah uh so specifically we're only going to be able to reclaim sort of the water that goes into the ambient moisture uh discharged by like the breath and the sweat well, I mean, of the occupants when you're asleep you can't control your breathing necessarily yeah but ju- i'm just comparing it more to like the still suit that's like doing everything you know it's right. capturing your urine it's capturing every drop of sweat like this is just like while you're in there you got to be like breathing into the air. You can take but, off like, your still suit. Exactly. And then they're going to put their still suit on before they step out of Do it. Do you know how much moisture you lose while sleeping? I don't. You lose one cup of water from breathing alone while you're asleep. Oh. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. I started uh, reading up on some water discipline. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm so terrible at it. I'm trying to get better, Derek. So, I mean, is uh, what's your solution? <laughs> Do you just drink an extra oh, cup Oh, I of water? don't have a solution. Okay. I just know how much harder I'm you're failing You're tracking now. loss right now. <laughs> I'm like, ooh. Ooh, we're in the red, but we'll get there <laughs> one day. Oh, uh, you think of uh, how much, how do you think Mapes sleeps at night? Oh, that's a great question. I think she tapes her mouth shut. I just think of all people I, who would be most serious about water discipline, we've put it in Mapes' shoulders. I mean, I think there's a level of reality that Mapes lives in. It's like, this is where I'm living right now. I understand they're not going to follow our customs. Mm. I can't force that or impose that upon them. I'm their servant, and that's, you know, what I'm here for. But uh, if she doesn't have a still tent, I imagine there's, like, nothing that can really be done about it. <laughs> what if she put up a still tent in her room? <laughs> Their room. <laughs> I, would, I would love to see Mace's room. Someone comes in. Mace, where are you? What the hell? <laughs> Just a second. <laughs> Don't come in here. Close the door. <laughs> I miss Mace already. I know. God bless her. So. We didn't get enough of her. She's up there without Morte. Oh, gosh. My two cha- On the wall? My two champions. Yeah. <laughs> Your two champions. Oh, hey, at least one of them's going to show up in the book again. Yeah, El Zito Marte. It's El Marte. So, next item. The Sand Snork. (laughs) You can uh, take a second to recover that one. Oh, my God. I need a napkin or something. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, don't apologize to me. That was perfect. Well, those pants are going in the wash today. <laughs> I'm sorry, what was that? That was sand snork. <laughs> sand snork. <laughs> I don't know why you find this one so comical, but... This is such a weird name. The sand, sand snork. snork. Any, so, that, any okay, guess? that makes yeah. me think snorkel. Yep. Would it be like to protect you if like a dust storm came? Dude, dead on. It's for and your, like for breathing and stuff. Yeah, it's for your still tent specifically. Oh! If the still tent gets buried in uh, or sand covered in any way, so dust storm comes in, maybe uh, a really bad El Sayal. Not the dust storm because that would rip apart your. No, tent. Coriolis. Woo! Yeah, 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 you're you're gonna be done. Um, <gasps> Wait, silver lining. No wine got onto my book. No, nah, uh, <laughs> it's pretty good. That's two pretty for good. two. The book is still good. <laughs> All right, <laughs> had some wine spittles recently. <laughs> oh, gosh. But uh, yes, this is a breathing device, and it uh, pumps uh, surface air into a sand-covered still tent. That is really cool. Sand snork. I mean, yeah, it makes sense too. Uh, I wonder what it looks like. Uh, are these? Are there uh, real-world parallels to these? Like for desert survival? I don't like say know. in the Sierra or something. Right. Uh, I mean, this, wait, Sierra. Sahara? Sahara. That's what I'm thinking. I think you were trying to say Sierra, kind of. I think I was just thinking about a beer I drank recently. Like the Sierra Nevada (laughs) and then over in the Sahara. Of like combining two alternate deserts. The Sahara. The Sahara is what I'm thinking of. Um, I don't know. I I mean, I don't think there's anything equivalent to like a steel tent. So I think that would rule out a bunch of the um, accessories to it that Mm -hmm. Frank's kind of made up. However, there's going to be some going on. So, like, uh, this next one is going to be uh, a sink chart. It's a map of Arrakis's surface laid out with reference to the most reliable uh, paracompass routes between places of refuge. Paracompass? Mm-hmm. It's going to be the next one we get to. Oh. So that's our kind of compass that you sort of guess. Oh, hey! Um, and so this is... This wait, wait, what's, uh, what's the difference between a compass and a paracompass? Allow me to go through. Because okay. uh, I'm, I'm not exactly sure how to explain this, but I do have oh, the definition. Okay, right yeah, give it to me. So a paracompass is any compass that determines direction by local magnetic anomaly used where relevant charts are available and where a planet's total magnetic field is unstable or subject to masking by severe magnetic storms. Oh, interesting. That makes sense. So local magnetic anomaly, is that going to be like reacting to like other iron rocks then? It's going to be reacting to the Coriolis storm. And that's what it's... Think about uh, how much static there is. As it moves. From all that movement. The needle drives it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So then it's like, what are we using... The most reliable paracompass routes between places of refuge is a sink chart. So instead of using the planet's magnetic field, because it's always going to be changing and changing. Yeah, exactly. You're going to use stable routes, such as like uh, rock formation that has some sort of magnetic field to it. Okay. You'll at least know that that is over there. So as long as you have a map of the place, you'll know, oh, this, it's over there. I can like at least judge where I am based off of related to here at the northwest. Related to here. So it's like uh, from this anomaly, I know this anomaly is over here. And yeah. if you get here, the reading is going to go towards this anomaly. Like if you, if you, yeah, if you go full it's circle, it's like localized and re- magnetic air reading, so to speak. Yeah, if you, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, totally, exactly. So like, uh, how, I'm trying to think of like the best way to make that's, like a small honestly, scale. Honestly, that's more like star chart reading than anything. Mm-hmm. Based off of what you're able to uh, visually see or visually detect. Oh, yeah. Cool, cool. I like that. It's like very much sort of like using constellations. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you're using uh, magnetized landmarks. Mm-hmm. 
and a map to sort of like figure out where you would be in relation to that. And that's that's pretty cool. That's because you don't. I mean, you probably don't have a lot of other landmarks to go by in the the Great Erg. Right, and I, I think that kind of undermines too how important the uh, Fremen are just in the, long, the longevity of what they have to build. Sort of like right. I'll, I'll use the Tansley effect here of their research, like of all these people contributing, making more complex paracompass records. That nobody else has access to. Right. Like the great houses can't is, just show up and have that information. Right, right, right. You need to have been out in the field and be gathering. Or they it wouldn't even understand how to use that information. Exactly. Unless mm-hmm. you were a master mentat Benny Jesuit like Paul. Oh, 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 I thought you were gonna talk about the true master mentat. The one with blue eyes. The Peter, one, Peter, Peter can the figure one out. who could fake Peter being probably already has a map. He's been figuring out. He wants what you think he would enter a CH? He has not yet. <laughs> Do you think he would though? I think an opportunity. He, I think he'll he would plan and try. Yeah, if he can get wonder, a Chris knife. Oh, I want I want to know more about Piter's thinking. I want to what Duke Duke Piter. Duke. Oh no, only in name th- only, but no, not in name. In all but name. In all but name. But you know, for him that means only in name. <laughs> <laughs> he will only call himself that. I mean, I'll call him Duke. I think Duke we Piter. should. All right, next one, Mike. This one, uh, this one actually made me stop my tracks a little bit. Okay. This next one is a fire pillar. Which made a me, fire pillar? Yeah, which was like, hold the horses. I need to go look at a quote real quick. Is that like an automatic bonfire kind of thing? But beyond that, let's not even guess it, Mike. But the message that Leto got was a column of smoke by day, a pillar of fire <gasps> by night. Is it? Oh. Which left me being like, wait a second. A fire pillar is in a Frem kit? That seems like too much of a coincidence now, especially that we said it was a Fremen that dropped right, that message right, off. Right, 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 So, like, what the hell does a fire pillar by night mean? Now I'm going to tell you well, what tell it is. Well, tell me what it is. That's what my second line was going to be. <laughs> Derek, hurry up. <laughs> We're running out. <laughs> Lato's unconscious right now. We got He's got, like, minutes. two minutes. Um, and then I very calmly, like, kind, say it's 30 seconds left on the clock. No. We have plenty of time. <laughs> I don't want to know. All right. So a fire pillar is a simple... Uh, oh, um, this is a compound word, I think, that Frank might have made up. Pyrocket. 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 Like, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. The two th- is, I had not thought of this until we Pyrocket. Okay. P-Y-R-O-C-K-E-T. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what it is. A simple pyrocket for signaling across the open desert. No, it is a flare gun. Pretty much. I totally nailed it. You said that I got that wrong. I didn't know what a pyrocket was at the time. <laughs> I'm at least letting you have it now. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. It's <laughs> very hard coding oh, of me. Oh, mm. so smoke by day, pillar of fire by night. This is so you're thinking light signal then and flare. Yeah. Okay. So what's it's, the well? It's a sig- way to signal during the day because you would see a pillar of smoke during the day mm. or a plume of smoke, whatever, and you would see that a flare got at night. You think this was meant to be delivered to uh, like Paul and Lady Jessica somehow, or Lady Jessica at the very least? I mean, we definitely because uh, okay, yeah, here's the thing: yeah, yeah, yeah. Kynes knows that he's ordered to betray the Atreides. He knows that the Atreides are going to be besieged somehow. Mm-hmm. Nice reuse of the wine. Yeah, <laughs> we did it full circle. I honestly was not even thinking about that, <laughs> but. Um, he also, despite being objective and a scientist, he does see so much of that prophecy in Paul and Lady Jessica so precisely. I think this is his last ditch effort to try and save that and explore that a little bit more. And to say, like, if anything happens, send out a signal. The Fremen will be watching. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking. 
Ooh, oh, so maybe that was instruction for them to ask yeah. for help. They're able to like call for a and way then, like, out. And then like being, yeah, because Leto just happened to be there, so he intercepted it. It was not addressed to him. Right. It would have been given up through the ranks, like, what does this mean? Lady Jessica would have learned. Well, we sort of, we went back and forth on that a little bit. It also only arrives after he goes through the doorway. So in a way, it was sort of like that messenger oh, could have watched him go into maybe, the house, you know, right. but like, and then I also wonder, was it meant for Mapes? Is that why Mapes was doing something with Tuwick at that point and getting Jessica? Like, was everybody just doing their own plan and Yui is the one who like ends up having the master plan? I don't know. But mm. I think that comp, uh, not complicates, but makes the fire pillar even more complex and intriguing in possibility. Having it be like an item as well as this uh, intriguing phrase. Oh my gosh. Full of mystery. That's that's a super good catch, Derek. Thank you. Because uh, I think I might have let that gl- like I the next search I did was like, is column of smoke something too? Do you have more <laughs> to tell me? It wasn't. There was nothing. Oh no. Uh, but cool. Um from here we'll we'll keep going then. We yeah, still yeah, got yeah. a few more, a few more items in our bag as we pack this mm. out. We have energy caps. Like batteries? Uh no. More like Yui's uh fatigue pills. Oh, okay. I'm so, pretty sure. Oof. I really hope they're not batteries now. I'm pretty sure Paul <laughs> eats them. Uh, <laughs> no, but when you said food. I need to keep going. Oh, crunch, yeah. crunch, crunch. Yeah. Paul's a robot. Arrest him. You know how we feel about robots. <laughs> uh, I, I think that's what those are, though. I'm just sort of like a, it's an yeah, energy, yeah. quick energy pill. Yeah, yeah like, uh, like a glucose tablet or something. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe not even like anti-fatigue so much as just something like energy, something to sugar. Keep you, I mean, if you're walking across uneven, like uh, unstable land and you have to do it in a way that doesn't create like a, a rhythmic sound mm-hmm. for miles and miles, then like you're going to need some energy. That's going to get exhausting and not just on your body, but also mentally because you have to be conscious of what you're doing the whole time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, I know. They also, they grew up that way. For you, okay, for, okay, for Paul, it's going to be second fair, nature. But yeah, for them, it's their bread and butter. Um, next, bread and butter. There's a wine out there. I'll get that sometime. <laughs> sometime. Next, we have binoculars. Any guesses? However, I do think they may be closer to oil lenses. Probably an oil lens. Of the kind of thing. Um, Why didn't they just say oil lens then? Yeah, missed opportunity. Maybe, uh, oh, no, okay, maybe, oh, because it was a Frem kit. You said that the Fremen used an oil lens in yep. a scene. Then it would have been oil lens. This, maybe this is like a Frem kit light, like the uh, the be. one that the, the family has access to. Sure, sure. So right, binoculars right. makes more sense. Yeah, uh, it's just a matter of uh, we don't necessarily, you and I saying, like, don't know if the oil lens is sort of like the base of all the visual mm. mediums because it's so good at what it does or if there are more like um antiquated you know like just lenses as we would know them i feel like an oil lens might be closer to like a uh telescope or not telescope a uh spyglass whereas binoculars because it there's uh two of them by that would be the distinction between the two of them oh no no like the oil lens is like that's sort of like the component that would be in the spyglass or the microscope oh. or in the binoc. I'm saying as like a medium kind of oh, deal. Okay. Um, but like, just then I guess that I don't. Yeah. Understand well, that. it's like a weird skew with the technology. Like, so oh, so many people can have shields, but like then these other things. Like, I don't know where they're at, but yeah. Suffice to say, I think it's just the difference of like who has access to yeah. this kit or who made this kit. Suffice to say, he does take the time to say binoculars. So we'll just assume the normal binoculars. 
on to the cool stuff. Uh, oh, that we haven't done any of the cool stuff. Uh, not compared to the last two, kind of. All right, uh, give a, it to me. A Baradie pistol. Baradie pistol. Yeah. You no, know, okay. That I one think I glazed on. over this one in the glossary. Oh, okay. I think it has something to do with a static charge. Yeah. Is it like a, a tase gun almost? Oh no. You are you got your static charge, so you remember the beginning of right. the definition. Um, it's a static charged dust gun developed on Arrakis for laying down a large die marker area on sand. Oh, so you basically paint the sand so exactly. that it can be detected. Um yeah, yeah. You would uh, Or I mean for any purpose. No, I no, guess. detected is it like um so like your remember the spice prospectors? Yeah. We're out there going, Oh, I'm gonna find our spice and they're out there so digging in the sand. You find a good area, you hit you, that and be oh, like, I'm gonna go get help. <laughs> you you, you make like a big symbol that somebody oh. in a thopter could see. I got it. So then they're flying over and be like, Oh, there it is. We'll pick up the prospector, mark that, and we'll come back for it tomorrow. And then that's all on there. Um and it uh yeah, he's a static charge dust gun. So that's a bear dive pistol. So okay, like so it basically like ionizes the uh, the sand almost. Yeah, for the static yeah. charge part of it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I like it. So that's what stuck with you to be like, yeah, it'd yeah, be yeah. cool if you could shock someone with though. Maybe it's like uh, remember how the original laser gun was a communication device in heavy quotes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you just turn up the bear dive pistol a little bit. <laughs> it gets lethal. New laser gun, who it is? <laughs> Zap. <laughs> uh, and then finally, Mike, we have maker hooks. Maker, wait, what? Maker hooks. Maker hooks. You got a pair of maker hooks. So, okay, so maker yeah. is synonymous with the worms. Correct. Um, specifically, Worm what, that was with our discussion with Mapes, right? Right. That uh, Paul, or Jessica was going to say maker of death. Right, 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 right. She right. says maker. <clears throat> and then Kind said great maker. Mm-hmm. Blessed me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, His yeah, comings yeah. and his goings. That was a good one. So, uh, okay, wait, wait, wait a second Maker hooks. Yeah, I'll let you take one like, stab at it. I will I mean, say. Like, I don't imagine uh, you're going to catch a worm like a fish. <laughs> like, that sounds really silly. Why? But you, know, you have a thumper as well. So you there's a reason to attract them. Does it have to do with the hooks? It does have to do with the hooks, but I'm not going to tell you fully. Oh. I am going to say that one's going to fall into the same is category that gonna go thumper. Into, oh, is that going to yeah. go into the worm theory board? It should for you. Uh, you might as well take Thumper and uh, Maker Hooks, take them out of the Frem Kit, put are them on your, put them on your theory board. They are related to one another. Um, I, don't, I don't want to answer that either. Oh. I don't want to like. I don't want to give you any more. I'll tell you that, like they're going on your Worm Theory board. Right. Uh, but I'm going to leave them there for now. Being that this is like, I'm only telling you about the Frem Kit because like UE stuffed it in there. Right, right. And that I mean, we're going to see stuff in there eventually. Yeah, though. and that's like I want to let them have their moment with it. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, yeah. honestly, they'll take a little better time telling you what it's about than I will. Okay. Uh, and I think in the moment, then you'll be like, <gasps> it's not for fishing out worms. <laughs> <laughs> I need some meat. <laughs> So I told you that these uh, that that completes that list of items that are in a frame. Okay, and that is con- I feel you know I feel pretty good about my guessing overall. Yeah, you covered like a lot of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, the specificity of like it being a still whatever, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. that version of it. Um, this kit, the total thing, weighs about twenty two pounds. Oh wow, that's really light actually. It's pretty good, but I mean, no water, Mike. Uh, okay, that leader John's gonna weigh you down a little bit more when it's full. It, it is meant to be used in tandem with a still suit. It's it a is. big thing, and there, I didn't, I didn't see any still suit listed on that. Nope, still suit is a, assumed that's on your body. If it's not, well, you're already screwed. Yeah, I mean, um, I guess that's true. Like, you don't need a survival kit if you don't have the still suit. Yeah, because half of it's for fixing your still so suit. So then, where uh, are they gonna get still suits? Uh, you mean Lady Paul Jessica and, and Paul? Yeah, I don't know. We'll Duncan, to... does he have them ready to go? 
That would be a good bet, assuming if Le- uh, Yui's taken right. more uh, Which is why he's even more nervous. Like, if they don't get that, then, like, this doesn't friggin' matter. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, and maybe, like, he couldn't have fit two full steel suits in there. Or at least hide them, maybe. Right. That's like, a, why, yeah, yeah. why are these here? Like, I imagine those would probably be, like, the size of this kit. Sort of right. Deal. Like, it seems like this is, like, a little satchel bag. Steel suit folded up probably still takes up a lot mm-hmm. of space, given all the material that's in it. Um, but the inclusion of some items in this list uh, makes it apparent that one would not all carry all these things at once. So, like, just because uh, I told you this is a list of things that Fremen typically own, especially Fremen men. Right. That doesn't mean every time they go out, they're going to take all of these items. Okay. So they uh, specifically cite, like, the leader John. It's usually too large of a water supply for them to take out on a small journey. Right. And then that, they're just going to deal with what's in their cash so they, pockets. They would lose less than a thimble a day right. if they didn't cover their hands. Exactly. All you're going to drink is, like, what's in your suit, and you're just going to keep recycling that until you get to whatever your destination I, is. I feel like that's the kind of thing you bring if you know you're going to find some sort of water source. So, yeah, it's what uh, to fill up. Maybe not. I think it'd be more something if you were going to go on something really long or kind of kinds talking possibilities. If a friend, oh, this is a weird question. Sure. If, for whatever reason, a Fremen was somehow, like, besieged by someone coming in to hunt the Fremen. You, I'm besieged today. Yeah, I knew that. (laughs) I'm on it. Um, And the the Fremen killed them, their uh, ambushers or whatever it may be. Do you think they would bleed their enemies and take their blood back to be processed and uh, given back as water to the Siege? Um, Like, if they're far out on the sands? Yeah. No. Okay. Uh, they'll do within <clears throat> reason. They'll bring a body back to like hit the stills. But uh, I think if they like uh, eventually, like when they fight Harkonnens and stuff, uh, if they are in the middle of the desert and we kill like a bunch of Harkonnens and it's not easy or conceivable to get them back to the Sietch, right. then you leave them for the, you know, for the worm, for the maker. Right. Kind because of deal. It'll come eventually. Yeah. Any hey. sort of sound. You're like, at least that's, that's a sacrifice to God. Like, that's what we're going to call get that out of one. Here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why do you even need a thumper? Couldn't you just like start stomping the ground and be like, yo, worm, get over here. <laughs> <laughs> all right so we gotta you gotta take a little side door right here that you said that uh there's a good meme online oh uh, okay sci-fi channel did the version of children of dune yeah okay yeah I've, and uh, uh I've seen it, a, the picture of that the picture of the guy on oh, the dvd oh, okay. it's uh james mcavoy who plays yeah so james uh, mcavoy lead or something like that yeah he becomes like this uh later on he gets like this power and uh he's like super strong and amped up and so he has to summon a worm and so he goes summon a worm and he just stops on the ground to do it to fight his enemies and he's just like in the desert it's the stupidest looking shot ever because he's trying to be like a human thumper it is exactly what you pitched oh my god it's so stupid looking it's so <laughs> So bad. So that's why the Fremen have thumpers because they don't want to look like dinguses at the Because if the you're sands. stomping on the sand, you look like James McAvoy <laughs> in a sci-fi knockoff. Yeah. Um, full but, aside, good for him though. He's had a great career since then. Yeah. Uh, I am full great. It just is. It's so silly. I'm glad that you brought that up just now. It's like, <laughs> so ridiculous. Yeah, you can go stomp in the so sand. We, oh, like. Okay. So we're going to watch the David Lynch film after we finish this book. Yes. Um, The 2020 Dune film, that's going to be put into... Uh, split into two parts, right? Yep. 
So do you think it'd be safe to say I can watch that first part even though we won't finish the book until close to like February or March? Oh, yeah. I think um, we will, we should be right up to it. Like you might get one spoiler potentially. I mean, I think that's okay. But I, I, th- I think we'll be pretty far. As long as we finish book two by the time that right. comes out, we should be really good. Okay, okay. Um, you should be caught So then I can't check out the Children of Dune until we finish that book. Right. And that's the third one? Yep. Oh, my God. Got a lot, got a lot, Mike. Got a lot. Oh, Come on, watch these movies. You got to read these books of me. Oh. Well, what's uh? I feel like I've made a Shaitan's bargain here. <laughs> More than you <laughs> ever imagined. <laughs> yeah. But let me let me keep driving us through here. All right. Uh, I just have a few others of what are specialized here. Uh, the Baradai pistol, they say, is basically like unless you're going to go mark spice blows, you're probably not going to take that out with you. Right. The one that's going to make that thing. Uh, binoculars are just heavy. You're good. You can leave those at home. Yeah. <laughs> so you really need them. Uh, sync charts, you're not going to need if you're not going far from your CH. Right. And if you're familiar with the Desert 2, you probably already have a lot of that memorized. Within reason. So I think uh, you're going to account for like sandstorms, obscuring vision and stuff like that, mm-hmm. where I think there are always going to be times where maybe you're going to want that pair of compass to be sure Man. and not guess. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. am I going? Again, possibilities and just that off chance. But I'm saying like... Uh, it doesn't mention like them leaving the paracompass, just the sync chart. So if you're going to stay in that localized magnetic area, maybe that could be kind of what you mean of like, you know, if that first homing thing's right. never going to change, maybe then you keep the that. The paracompass is a really cool item. I mm. like that. And then uh, the fire pillar, it says, uh, was hardly an everyday device. And that is all it has to say <laughs> on the fire pillar. <laughs> so I'm like, agreed. <laughs> okay. Uh, this kit included a manual with it. Uh, which would have information on each item as well as instruction on more of the confidential matters among the Fremen. Because this is something from Fremen to Fremen specifically, this kind of document. Uh, other people did get like Fremen kits in the city and stuff, but that would just be referring to like this collection of items. Within the Fremen, this was also part of like a uh, coming of age rite. And you'd be giving this sort of satchel and it have all these components in it uh, when you reach like adulthood, so to speak. Okay. Uh, so then like an adult man would have all these items. So that's why he would be choosing some right. of them here and there. Uh, and there's sort of this rite of passage is ingrained in with them. Okay. And, uh, that's why it would have these sort of confidential matters and it would tell you how to use things like the things I don't want to go into the maker hooks and the thumper. Um, it will also tell about spice collection and manufacture. Oh, so like how to get spice, which is that's going to be important for the Fremen. Yeah, because they don't have the big uh, equipment that. Well, uh, well, and just it's a nutrient out in the desert. You know, that'd be like getting yourself salt. So oh, to speak. yeah, okay, um, okay. And then the manufacture aspect is like, yeah, they know how to make paper. We know from Idaho they have an extensive factory setup. So they're going to show you how to build survival things too, of like stuff you might need to just make on your own. Hmm. And uh, I think that's pretty much all I got for a little frem kit. That's really cool. That was a lot more than I thought I would learn. That's, that was I. I got some out of that too. That was a cool pack to go through. And uh, twenty two pounds. I think that's an ultralight. That that's, that's an ultralight pack. They're, they're yeah, good. That's not gonna weigh you down. I think I uh, honestly I need to get my weight down in camping. That was I've had some miserable hikes. Just gotta drop the water weight, Mike. That's what's <laughs> I killing need, us. Need to stop drinking beer and get in shape. Whoa, like, whoa, 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 whoa! Jump the gun. <laughs> Woo! But what do you what do you got for me, Mike? What have I got for you? Yeah, you got anything ready for this week? No, I don't I have anything prepared. Yeah, I, mean, I think we're done with the episode. Oh, okay. I mean, well, we got uh, Paul and Jessica are in the thopter with the the four things that Yui left them. Yep. He uh, what is like uh, he put a thing on the roof. No, no, no. Oh yeah, no. There was uh, there was a frame kit. Frame kit. There was the seatbelt. Seatbelt. 
Call sign. Uh, you're right, call sign. And then fourth, there was no fourth thing. No, there was a fourth thing. What was the fourth thing? It was a glossary game! <laughs> oh, oh, Mike. <laughs> it's yeah, good. no. It's I, good to be back. It was not my best, but okay. <laughs> it's a short chapter. There's only so much material to work with, Derek. You only get so much time to think. <laughs> I got a doozy for you today. Okay, before we go into this doozy, let's go back in time. Oh, okay. Because there were two words. Last week, we had great mother. Okay, knock that one out of the park, if I recall. You did. I was actually really impressed. The only thing you didn't get was uh, the first sentence, the horned goddess. The horn- Okay, the coolest part. Which the coolest El- part, yeah. El Muerte's mother. <laughs> we didn't make that connection last no, week, we did it, The but- horned goddess. That's who it would be. <laughs> Uh, it is the, uh, do you remember the rest of it? Um, I, m- kind of my muddled version of it. Oh, yeah. In that it was the amalgamation of all religions sort of into this great, um, feminine figure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that she was sort of like the head deity and of, uh, all fertility and life. Right. Sort of like pa- what is painting. Totally. Uh, and you did mention something about, like, uh, being part of, a a triumphant or a trilid, uh, trinity. Okay. And uh, as it goes, the horned goddess, the feminine principle of space, commonly Mother Space, sort of like Mother Earth, mm-hmm. how things have been right, adapted. Right. We, I remember we talked about that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the feminine face of the male-female-neuter trinity accepted as supreme being. Very cool. By many religions within the Imperium. Love it. Really cool. And you, yeah, you got so many points on that. It's just like, I can't, like, not give this to you. <laughs> Thank you, because I needed it very badly. Yeah. Oh, and now let's talk about well, that point you got. The point that I got... Mish, 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 mish. And uh, we learned a little something about this word after the fact. Because I didn't look up any information on this word. Sometimes I go a little in-depth on the glossary game. Sometimes <laughs> I just call it in. Hey, you know, sometimes you do a little Frank Herbert. Sometimes you do a little encyclopedia. Uh, it's all good. <laughs> little all left, good. little right. Um, but do you remember what mishmish was? Uh, I do. It yeah. was the apricot. The apricots. And what did you learn? We learned this is an actual word. This is an Arabic word? Yeah, the Arabic word for apricot. So it was like a straight translation. Yeah. No, no real guessing. There is a whole slew of people that know this as like yeah, everyday yeah. use. They're just yelling at you on their, on their iPhones like, what the <laughs> hell, Derek? My phone's <laughs> blowing up with mishmish. <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, we found a really poetic little phrase too that went across it. And I'm like, I don't know the depth of meaning beyond or its application, but mm. it was just that, um, tomorrow's when the apricots bloom. It's sort of like a phrase for waiting. I thought yeah. that was really beautiful. That's really cool. Mishmish. Do you know what the whole phrase is? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. No, beyond that. I thought it was sort of like stops off there. I wonder what, sort yeah. of like, uh, kind of like, you know, lost in thought or you're right, sort of building right, up right. for the next day. That's really cool. Uh, that left us at a hot 22 to 18, Ouch. Derek. All right. Yeah. All right. Four points spread. Right. Yeah, yeah. Six points left in the game. So uh, you got some catching up to do. I, I think I can do it, dude. You there? I'm ready. Well, uh, I'm going to have a little surprise for you today. I went above and beyond. We got three words today. We got a little bit of a bonus word. Okay. Because it goes in tandem with one of ours. And uh, I'm curious to see how you do. It's... Uh, I usually have a disclaimer with these things, Derek. Oh, yeah? No yeah. disclaimer you, today. Yeah, you got three words. It doesn't no work disclaimer today. Because I know I'm going to get all these right and you're going to mm. lose. Okay. Yeah. We're going to start with the easy one. Umtal or Umtal rule, both used interchangeably. Umtal, the Umtal rule. Um, all right. Throw me throw me a hint. Okay. It's like I'm mulling over Umtal and uh, the like Alam al-Mithal comes to mind. It is uh, a type of test. This is applied in a macro sense. Okay. And it's the Amtal or the Amtal rule. The Amtal rule. Uh, Something I assume would be by the Imperium. You say it's a test? Yeah, it's a type of test. Macro. Mm -hmm. 
Think big picture. Think big items. All right. Um, is this like, and you're thinking Imperium. It's going to make me like lean towards like the Frau for Lucius. Um, but the Amtal rule, is that going to be, have to do with like, um, I, I want to lean towards, uh, what's that? Uh, like the rulership for a king, like when they divine rule kind of deal. Boom. Like, uh. For like the nobility to have their station, it's sort of like head granted by like God. Absolute monarchy. No, no, just know. like that their station is granted by God. Oh, and sort of like. Oh, I have no idea. That sort of uh, situation for it. So I'm gonna say like it's just sort of like um the I feel like ultimate is derived in that somewhere. Okay. So maybe your like ultimate place in the hierarchy of the society, the way like as you're born into it. Mm, gotcha. And that yeah. it can't be changed okay. in a way. I think that's what I'm going to land with. Well, Derek, I'm going up in the world. I'm going places. I bet. What's, what is the Amtal rule? The Amtal rule is a common rule on primitive worlds under which something is tested to determine its limits or defects. Okay. Commonly, testing to destruction. Interesting. Just to see how far something can go and be like, oh, that's what it can be used for. That's about as much as we can do with it. That sounds very uh, Sadokar. Oh, interesting. Like testing to destruction? Yeah. Otherwise, that doesn't seem helpful. But uh, I mean, I guess in, in a very absolute way. Here's the thing way. here. How would you know like how useful something can be if, unless you experiment and see like what it's capable of? Right, right. But I just, I'm just dragging that out to like uh, applying that to everything seems awful. I get that in principle. It says for primitive worlds. I wonder how they define a primitive world. That I think also maybe is like painting how I'm viewing this, especially in the eyes of like Sadokar. Yeah. Like, oh, well, this world's simple. Let's see how far it can go. Or like... How far can this burn? Yeah, I don't know what that uh like has some like connotations on each of those words. I don't know how to fully scalp them. Yeah, out. no, me neither. I mean, uh I, I didn't look at the origin of this word specifically. I I'm it sounds cool. like it's probably Arabic though. Yeah, it sounds I just brutal. don't know the exact definition of it. Um the point for me, so the next one <laughs> You say so cheerfully. Here's your uh your point and bonus point. Okay. And tell you what, this bonus point, if you get it wrong, there's no point for me. This is just a, a gimme for you. Interesting. You could call it a pity point, but it's a very difficult one to try and earn. That's what I was thinking. How <laughs> was it, it going to say? I don't want your pity points. As you described it more and more. <laughs> no, because I feel like it would be a shame to use this, uh, my first word, mm -hmm. here, and not use this one to accompany it. But I really wanted to use Amtal as well. So uh, <laughs> I had to do some pronunciation lookups on this, and I've got a little bit of a story for you on it. But Judicar. Judicar? Judicar. And I'll spell it for you here. Sure. G-I-U-D-I-C-H-A-R. I just had to like kind of write that one down. Before yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> some I had some trouble with this one. The hint, something to do with religion here. Okay. Um. Wow. That one, I have nothing. And uh, I'll give Judicar. you, as a hint, I'll give you the second part of this definition. Sure. That it is commonly seen in the expression judicar mantene. So is that the second question then or second word mantene yeah mantene um crap mac i think i'm completely lost for this one yeah this, it's, this be, was a difficult this is one gonna be all you this word means nothing to me judicar so i'm gonna go with like hopefully thinking that like he butchered the phonetics and wanting to get it to a g and that mm. it sounds so much like it's coming from like judicial in some manner oh so yeah, like yeah. you're saying it's religion mm-hmm 
Um, is this sort of like a, like an inquisition kind of thing? Like a, you know, like a religious questioner kind of deal or that's as close as I can get. Like, uh, anything overlapping? I think your your guess is definitely cool and on the right track. The problem is the phonetics, uh, doesn't match up because it is a different language than the we're used to using. Sure. Sure. No, I was just hoping that he would do like a weird, um, compound word he was making. uh, In Dune, in the glossary, it means a holy truth. Okay. Judicar. And it's commonly seen in the expression judicar mantene. You get a bonus point if you can tell me what mantene means. So judicar means a holy truth, commonly seen in conjunction with mantene. What does mantene mean? No, I got I got nothing, Mike. Okay. I can tell you what judicar mantene means. Yeah, yeah. You can guess what mantene means. No, no, give me, give me the whole thing. So judicar mantene, uh, in conjunction with one another, means an original and supporting truth. That's what mantene augments it to? That's what maintaining in conjunction with judicar means. So it goes from a holy truth to say it again? to an original and supporting truth. Original and support. What and is- that's where it's commonly seen. That like what of that, that? I don't know what that means. Of like what those two different things I, are. That's that's, that's what's bizarre. But that's I, fair. I want to see an example of each of those. <laughs> um, but I think it's really cool. Of like, is like the other one no longer religious in nature kind of deal? It's not religious in nature. No. It's just because it, it just. Uh, it's commonly used in conjunction with this. Hmm. Yeah, this this is just a difficult one, man. Yeah, no, no, you got me entirely. I right. have right. no familiarity with that whatsoever. So the bonus point, which will just go off into the great erg, mm-hmm. get eaten by some worms. Worms get a point. Worms get a point. Um, underlying wisdom, supporting argument, first principle. And that's what mantene means. So a holy truth in conjunction with underlying wisdom, supporting argument, and first principle means an original and supporting truth. Okay. I thought you were saying that the Gitikar Mintane was like a separate thing. I got that. Um, and now scrolling through, I did find it in the book. Oh. Uh, to find out where this okay. was. Okay, give me the... Can you safely give me the context of it? You don't uh, have to say who says what. Yeah, no, I, I'm not going to tell you who says that for sure. But it goes, thus it is spoken. Judicar mentene. It is written in the Shan Nama that water was the first of all things created. Oh. That is our holy truth, right? Very cool. That's really cool. Very cool. Uh, let me see how far away that is. Not that far away, Mike. Interesting. Not that far away at all. Now, uh, there's a little bit of a, uh, I mean, this is definitely, uh, this is a real word, a real expression even. Okay. I think Frank Herbert took a lot of uh, creative uh, liberties with it because I don't think he really fully understood what it was either. I would hedge that bet a little bit. We'll see. Because uh, looking at it, I can only find it in a couple sources. Mm-hmm. It's a very old expression. It's Italian. I actually uh, found a lot of my research material from uh, someone on Reddit. There was uh, Maxime Dever. They had a lot of cool things to bring up. Mm-hmm. Giudicar Mantene is a phrase from the medieval Italian canzone. And canzone is a type of song or like ballad. And that's traditionally used from... Uh, like, uh, I think it's southern France in Provence. Okay. There's a song called Donna Mi Prega by Guido Cavalcanti. Long time ago, like 1250 to 1300. Okay. Great time. Um, I will not recite said song because I don't speak Italian. And your Italian up to this point has been spotless. It's, uh, you say that, but we're going to have some uh, some smarter people than I phone in and be like, yo, Mike, we got to have a talk about your Italian. <laughs> it is used in the context of the, the song. Judy Carmantani. That's the first portion that I can find. 
But next, what? How is it used in that song? I couldn't find a translation of the song. Okay, but are you saying the definition is different back then? Well, I don't know, but I'm going to get to the next definition okay. I have. That's the first time that that it's used. I could so find it gotcha. used. Okay. Well, I mean, again, that's like a very old expression. Do you know the poet Ezra Pound? Uh, nope. All right, he's an American poet, but he was born in Italy. Okay. He speaks Italian and did a lot of his things in Italian. What, like, time frame? I think it was 1870 or 80 until about 1970. Okay, that's pretty recent. Um, So I think it definitely could be an influence on Frank Herbert. Um, I imagine he did a lot of research looking into things for their dune. It took him five years to do. Mm -hmm. And uh, as we've seen, he's not above just taking things from other books and works. Copy and paste. Copy and paste. (laughs) There's a, a poem he does in Italian, and he did his own translation of it into English as well. And in Italian, he does use the phrase Judicar Mantini. And it uh, goes, It is not virtue, but perfection source, line within perfection postulate, not by the reason, but tis felt, I say, beyond salvation, holdeth its judging force, maintains intention, reasons, pure and mate, poor in discernment, being thus weakness's friend. Okay, so I did listen to that. At what point was uh, Judy Carmentene? Well, this is the translated version. Yeah. And the best translation that Pound could do was Judging Force. Okay. Uh, possibly in part because he uses the word source in the first line. And I think that's maybe some sort of rhyming scheme, source to force. But that's the only translation I could find. You can put it in translator. It doesn't show up. Sure. I mean, which is true. There's a lot of phrases like that. Yeah, I I couldn't find anything. And it just made because it's not a language I'm very familiar with. And my tools are just, you know, I'm free on Google. I don't have the best of the best. Sure, sure. Sorry, that's uh, I misspoke. He uses Judicar as judging force and Mantene as holdeth. That just made me more confused. Oh, (laughs) So is there another definition then that you have? Is anything that gets us closer to what we're seeing in Dune? Or is all that you came across is like uh, building off of this? Uh, well, maintaining being public. like first principle, underlying wisdom, supporting argument. Mm-hmm. In this translation, he uses maintaining as like holding or maintaining. So being able to back it up. Okay. So to sure, speak. sure. I think it's the best way I could that, sort of that's pretty close of like uh, taking what you first said to that. Like that, right. it makes a little more sense to me. Judging force, a holy truth. Like, what better judgment than that of, like, a divine being? Sure. In the context of, like, who would be doing it. Well, like a judging force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, I think that's more of a, like, I I mean, you could even say that, like, that's God. But, like, why wouldn't they use God in that statement? To be poetic. I guess. Uh, But but I I would say in, like, your first reading of it, I I don't immediately go to God as, like, the one I would recognize in those words. But, like, if if you highlight it in that thing, I'm like, okay. I'm just trying to relate it back to how Willie Frank Right, right. No, but just when you read it to me, of, like, when he said judging force, I wouldn't have interpreted that as, like, a being of just, like, oh, but okay, you're saying that's sort of, like, a little more so. And that may not be the way that uh, Pound tried to write that, though. Mm -hmm. This is just the way I think Frank Herbert interpreted it. Sure. And I don't know if Frank Herbert was a fan of Ezra Pound or not, but... That's cool, though, for at least finding the word uh, sourced in real life of, like, cool, we have this record. This Italian poet does have it on lock in the right spelling. But here's the thing. Like, it doesn't show up anywhere else. But it is a real word. Mm -hmm. It's used in... uh, creative works and maybe it is just poetic in nature and that's why it doesn't have direct uh direct translation Mm -hmm. 
But uh, I just, because it's only used in song and poem so far that I could find. I just thought that was interesting and a little weird as well. <laughs> but uh, that's what I got for Judicar and Mantene. Mike, good words. I hated every minute of it. <laughs> sorry, Derek. The bonus word. Oh, my I'm God. I'm sorry. It was no, a hard no. one, though. Yeah. I, that's why it was a bit of a freebie. Like, if you I'm, get it, I'd I'm, be impressed. I've never had to write one down. Even writing it down, I was like, that's not a word. <laughs> yeah. that's. I, I honestly spent more time than uh, I thought I would be like, how do I even say this? That's cool. I think I was the first one to take, like, a, an Italian route, too. Yeah. Um, outside of the... Did, uh, was there one for Chome? No, the encyclopedia had it for that one section of the um, the sisters that were like uh, the ones that weren't going to become the Virgea. It was that other group that was like good enough. Oh, the uh, Dum Dum Sisters. Yeah, the Dum Dum Sisters. <laughs> so I couldn't really, I couldn't, I don't, I couldn't pronounce it for shit. But it basically <laughs> meant like adequate. Ah, uh, okay. okay. All right. So so. I gotcha. Um, that was I think the only other Italian word we kind of got in there. Normally, it always has like these Arabic um, or Roman. It's words to interesting it. how many different languages he pulls from. But I mean, it's his world. He can do whatever he wants. <laughs> he can do whatever. He and pleases. I mean, like because it all is all taken from Terra as a whole, mm. you can back up that like along the way, these words just happen to sort of make their way into the vernacular. Yep. Yeah, so, exactly. Like, the vernacular like, changes. Yeah, I mean, like, it's uh, more plausible than some other, like, uh, sci-fi or fantasy I've read, where it's just like, all of a sudden they start speaking Italian, even though there is no Italy because the world never existed. Right, right. You know what I mean? And we just scoop this in. Yeah, exactly. So I, I do think that is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a poll, but uh, maybe it was uh, contributed by one of the members that cr- helped create the Orange Catholic Bible. Very well could be. One, uh, you think like one bishop left over from uh, ancient Vatican? Yeah, maybe. Like, uh, ancient Vatican. Hold one it, cardinal. Old and strong. <laughs> I'm like, yep. But uh, yeah, that's what I got for you today, Derek. Cool. Mike, that was great. Well done, sir. Thank you. I enjoyed the firm kit. That was really good. A little, a little cultural exchange, if you will. <laughs> a little bit. Um, I, I hate to break it to you, though, Derek. But, oh, if uh, you're going to recap the score, I can wait till next week. Oh, okay, <laughs> we can do that next week. <laughs> have a question for us <laughs> i think it's 2418 yeah, it's not guys, good it's not good you guys know a line that we could afford you can let us know we're on instagram and twitter at spice world pod you can always reach us by email at spice at gmail.com and as if that wasn't enough you can also find us at spiceworldpod.com where we're starting to make some changes on the website and try and make it look a little prettier um derek Mike. I think we got an email. I was just going to say, wait, <gasps> we need to pump the brakes. Whoa, this is normally screech. where I... <laughs> Stop! Oh. We said email. Email is like a triggering word for me. And yeah, so we did. We got another email. Uh, last week, we got an email from Robert. This week, we got an email from Matthew Hypedes. And he wanted to chime in uh, to let us know that... Oh, no, just quick aside. I'm glad that you took this one because, Matthew, I'm sorry. I don't know how to pronounce your last name. Oh. And I would not have done it correctly. Oh, man, I just took a swing in the dark. Oh, and uh, no. I, th- I think I did it, though. Did I call you out? <laughs> you might have. Oh, no. You might. Did I lose another glossary oh, game? No. Yeah. <laughs> you can let us know, Matt. I think Matt gets the point. <laughs> he can have the pity point, too. Oh, no. But uh, so he, he let us know that he's a, a few episodes behind on us, but he's catching up. And uh, he gave me kind of kind of the green light and support to make sure that we get Mike onto God Emperor ah! as soon as we can. Uh, which clearly, like, I think the last two or three episodes we've touched on it. I think it was, I, it's like, I, I feel can't like we're help going but there now. say like, it a little bit. Oh, you guys have backed me into a corner. Derek, I agreed to Dune, but now there's just so much more. Mm-hmm. I can't stop now. And, uh, I mean, Matt, he's been, he read Dune the whole series about three years ago. 
and he's been completely mm. hooked. And if I recall, he said that uh, he didn't make it past. Uh, he never finished Heretics. That was it. Oh. So he made it past God Emperor. Heretics was the fifth one, right? Yep. It goes yeah. Heretics and then Chapter House. Okay. And uh, man, Mike, the book, like the world explodes. I've told you they basically turn they everything up on its the head. Rules after God Emperor for all of our groups, and then specifically. I think this is worthy of saying, and Matt, the reason you need to get on, you got to get through heretics, is the Bene Gesserit develop a new skill, and they have vaginal kung fu. By that that point in time. (laughs) I'm glad I'm out of line. Kid you not. (laughs) It's so funny and great. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, Mike. Uh, I'm I'm trying to imagine it, and it's just difficult. (laughs) It's, uh, you know, a deep dive for another day. (laughs) Another euphemism. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, dear Lord. But, uh, Matt, thank you for writing it. I'm glad you're enjoying the series. Uh, I'm hoping that you've picked up Heretics at this point, or at the very least, you're enjoying listening to Mike uh, <laughs> scramble for worm possibilities. I'm trying. <laughs> and, like, make things up along the way. But, uh, yeah, he's been listening along, and I hope we're also maybe filling in any gaps in your knowledge, and especially some encyclopedia stuff that maybe you didn't know. Uh, yeah. Maybe you're a little more fan of Omuerte at this point, like <laughs> oh, I am. Is he just the new poster child for Spice World? Omuerte? Yeah. Yeah, it's like protagonist Mike <laughs> uh, excuse me uh, we had windows and we I had thought Piter was a protagonist <laughs> uh, he's the underdog uh, <laughs> I don't know he's the one uh, we want to win the anti-hero if I'll, you will I'll talk to our artist see if we can get some El Morte <laughs> <Yeah>. action <laughs> I would like to see you get a, a bunch of art done but like take Paul off put Piter on <laughs> yeah it's like this is all wrong there's this little boy on here to be a very twisted man uh, again thank you Matt for writing it Anybody, if you guys want to send us an email, we we love it. Uh, especially if you guys want to send us any wine recommendations along with yeah. them. And we'll give or, you a shout out. We've ooh. done it twice. That's proof. Or any Dune questions or any questions for us or safe questions from Mike. You can ask us about our terrible water discipline. <laughs> we'll tell you all about it. stories. How thirsty we were. Oh, but Mike... Chapter 21. Wait, chapter 21. 21. This was, or this was 20. This was, we did it. We made it as a podcast. You, you are keeping track of what episode <laughs> we were up. on. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Each time we go, like we're, we're really close that's, to no, the end of book really one. That's really good though. And it's not just like, you know, okay. Oh, in general for like all the well, show. Cause you know yeah. how I said that like, you know, uh, set most podcasts fail after seven. Mm-hmm. You only really get like established once you get to 20. Ooh. This isn't just like, you know, 20, you know half an hour episodes these are averaging about two two and a half hours no, man no, the fact that we saw it an hour guaranteed that's like, really cool that is awesome that's something to be proud of it's almost two days worth of audio back to yeah it's a day and a half yeah and we're not even halfway through the book let's get going we're gonna do it all when we come back next week mike we did sort of uh talk in the beginning how we're gonna follow yui okay so you know that means we're probably gonna see the bear gonna give me another teaser i do and i got i got one of two and i'm sort of bouncing between the two and i'm gonna let you pick which one i read right now of either the top or the bottom <sighs> yeah you don't know what you're gonna get oh my gosh are you kidding me but i picked two and i, I couldn't pick between them they're both pretty good all right let's <sighs> hey you're not gonna lose out you're gonna read no, the other one no matter the what bottom one because it was good enough that you had to rethink which one you wanted. Valid point, Mike. Valid yeah. point. Let's see how this works out. <clears throat> Too bad, the Baron muttered. He pushed himself back from the table, stood up lightly in his suspensers, and hesitated. Seeing a change come over the Duke, he saw the man draw in a deep breath. The jawline stiffen. The ripple of a muscle there as the Duke clamped his mouth shut. <gasps> how he fears me, the Baron thought. No! <gasps> That's all I got for you, Mike. Derek! 
whatever could be going on in the next chapter. Man, that guy is scared of the Baron, though. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Do you think someone's misinterpreting that scene a little? Oh my god. Well done, Derek. Thank, well done. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for today. Thank you, everyone, for listening, especially if you've listened to all of our episodes. The whole Kudos to you. We, and everyone who's giving feedback, whether it be on Instagram, Twitter, or Gmail, mm-hmm. we've appreciated all of it. Oh, I yeah, think we've tried sure. to reach back to you guys on every basis. Yeah. And it's been great, uh, let alone, and so positive. I don't think we've ever gotten really anything negative that wasn't completely I've been right. deleting those ones, Derek. You haven't oh, seen them yet. Okay, because I thought they were totally dead on to be like, you guys can't pronounce shit. Uh, honestly, <laughs> like, I felt bad reading them, and I was like, I don't think you can handle it. I you, have to get rid of it. You're like, I already took away his points today. No, <laughs> yeah. we can't bring him down anymore. Not, not this, too. That's over the edge. Derek lives in a carefully curated <laughs> bubble. <laughs> That's why my online presence is so small. Exactly. <laughs> Well, wait. I think that leaves a pretty good mic until we come back next week. <laughs> the, the spice, spice must, must flow. flow. You want to give me a quick Google on there? For Amtal? Yeah. I suppose we can. I love this. Uh, can the Amtal rule be applied in the real world? Probably. Like most things in life, it's a useless quib. Just kind of how I felt about it. There you go. That's beautiful. Uh, but no, I can't find anything beyond Dune. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Sure, but it's useless. <laughs>